KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, I love that. Okay, science with Maury by request. Come on in, Maury. Uh, damn it, Maury, everybody. It's been like forever I know. since we've done this. And so historically what winds up happening is people will send in scientific either terms or whatever, and we have Maury describe what they are to the best of his ability, describe what they are. And it right? just so happens I'm wearing my sexy librarian glasses today. Okay, science though, more. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that there's not science books in a library, <laughs> but... Listen, Dewey Decibel. Okay. <laughs> That's for another day. <laughs> Put a pin in that. Okay, so science with Maury. By request, Maury, the question was, can Maury explain why if you jump inside a moving train, you will land back down in the same spot? But if you jump on the roof of a moving train, you will land back down in a different spot. Oh, I mean, this is going to be the really quickest segment ever. Okay. It's because when you're inside a truck, you've carpentalized. Okay. <laughs> Hey, wow. No, 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 let him, let him keep going, let <laughs> yeah, him keep going okay. before we have our questions. <laughs> okay, yeah. Go ahead, Maury. Maury, go you've, ahead. Okay. You can part about what the You can part about that. You've carpentalized. You know, you've sort of... <laughs> you've locked in gravity. Uh, okay, gravity. Okay, so like you've carpentalized. Do you know the word I'm trying to say? Help no. A, help okay. a brother out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You've carpentalized. Okay, gravity. Carp. How yeah. about you just use a different word? You boxed in yeah. gravity into gravity. the car, right? Okay. So yeah. it's as, okay. it's like, look at a bag of apples. Okay, yeah. Right? Yes. The bag is the truck. The apples are gravity. Okay. Anywhere you jiggle and move around the bag, the apples will go with you. So the truck is holding in its harnessed gravity. So when you jump up in said truck, right. you will land back in the same spot. How do you jump inside of a truck? Everything is moving with I you. Never, first of all, I never said truck. Train. Whatever. Thank you. Okay. Same Because first you okay. said truck, and then you said car, but <laughs> yeah. the question originally was about a train. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Same and thing. Like, <laughs> no, same it's thing. not. They're no, quite no, different, it, actually. It, you're, inside, okay. you're inside a structure. Okay, yes. Car, truck, okay. Okay. train. But why, when you jump inside a train, you jump up and down, you land in the same spot? Because but you've carpentalized okay. gravity. Okay, you've carpentalized gravity. But if there's no gravity outside the train, you would not land at all. No, but you you'd not. But when you're outside, gravity's still there's, all around you. You've not harnessed. You've not carpentalized the gravity outside. Okay. So 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 wait a second. So inside something, gravity is harnessed. Outside something, gravity is well, not. Well, you boxed harnessed. it in like the bag of apples thing. I but told how, you. But how? But but how? Explain then why you would land at all then if you were outside of the train if gravity is not harnessed outside the train. No, because the gravity's still there, but it's not. It's not. Um, Okay, it's not, it's not, um... It's not what? It's not what? <laughs> it's not closer to you. Like, it's not boxed in. Okay. Like, in the train that you talked about. Okay. It's forced and, and what is that? You. And what is that, scientifically speaking? What is that process of boxing in gravity? Carpentized. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's not even close to being right. Uh, okay, well, I will say this. Or, it's, it, or it's very right. Okay, no. Uh, so first of all, it's a, it's not a gravity issue, Maury, at all. It no, is, it's, it is, it's the boxing in, the car emphasizing the gravity. The boxing in of... Gravity. No, I said it has, it's not a gravity thing at all. <laughs> right, or and then you proceeded to say no. gravity And you're two so more blown times. away no. that I figured it out that no. your head is spinning it's, like it's a top. Not, it's not gravity at all. It has to do with air, wind. Gravity. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, no matter so, how many times you say gravity, it's never going to be gravity. Okay, so when you're inside a train car, mm-hmm. okay, the air... Okay, it has to do with air. When you're inside a train car, that air is moving with you at the same speed. What I just said. Wow. Okay. Okay. Not even close. Not even close. That air is moving with you at the same speed. So when you jump, there's no resistance. It's pushed with you. Yes. No, no. It's not pushed. No. Okay. Stop saying yes. (laughs) Don't (laughs) do everything that you're saying. Let me tell you. Because it's not what Roz is saying. I have other people in my life that do this where I'm like, oh my God. So let me just tell you about this thing. Okay. So first of all, what you have to do is you got to take the thing and you pull it up and then they go, yeah. And then what you do is you spin it and you put it back down and you go, no, that's actually not what you do. You take it. You know what I mean? Those people, right? God, man. Okay. So Maury. Okay. So the air inside the train tube, okay, is traveling at the same Same speed speed, as the train is. So if you jump, there's no resistance because the air is moving at the same speed you are It's magnetized. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Where if you are on top of the train, that train, the air on the top of the train is not... Carpentatized. Right, inside the train. So therefore, yeah. there's resistance. Outside, the air is all loosey-goosey. Okay. Yeah, it's resistance, right? Mm-hmm. So when you actually jump up, that air is pushing you back as opposed to traveling with you. Yeah, all I'm hearing is the same thing I said. <laughs> Aaron, and that's Science with Maury. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 2020 is so messed up, it even broke Dr. Phil. What happened to Dr. So Phil? So Dr. Phil's on TikTok. I'm not even on TikTok. Dr. Phil's on TikTok. Okay. And Dr. Phil... What's he spitting on TikTok? <laughs> he's not like, dan- please don't tell me he's dancing and stuff, right? Dr. Phil is fed up with people. Because <laughs> I guess Dr. Phil does TikTok videos. Yeah. And then people just flood his comment section with daddy. <laughs> oh! oh then, bro, get off TikTok, daddy. Okay, but... <laughs> but I don't think that he quite understands... What, like, daddy? Listen to Dr. Phil. You have to stop commenting daddy on all of my posts. <laughs> I ain't your daddy. I hate to break it to you, but I ain't your daddy. And your real daddy's probably getting his feelings hurt. I appreciate the support. It's a little weird, but I do appreciate the support. And catch me outside. So, How about that? And then you go through the comment section and they're all, Daddy, chill. Daddy, daddy, <laughs> daddy, daddy, chill. Sorry for calling you daddy, daddy. Uh, <laughs> and you know what, Dr. Da- Do- daddy, daddy, Dr. Phil? Maybe then, maybe TikTok is not the right platform for you right do now. Do you have to put music behind everything you do on TikTok or is this a choice that people make? Because to me, it seemed like an odd choice of the background music. You don't have to, Maury. No, you don't have to. So that was choice by Dr. Phil. I think Dr. Phil just uh, maybe to make it less awkward. Yeah, it's like, okay, what do I need to do? Chastise kids. What song am I going to use? March of the Pixies. (laughs) (laughs) Play it again for me. Just to get the message across. You have to stop commenting daddy on all of my posts. No, no, we don't. I ain't your daddy. 
Now, hate you to break it to you, right? but it ain't your daddy. This, is the, this is the Streisand effect. Do you remember when there was a ecological organization, small group, it was like maybe one or two people, and they were chronicling the erosion of seawater against seawalls in residential areas or whatever it was. I think that this is what it was. And they had all these aerial shots of yeah. in California. And this is where the Streisand effect um, was originated. Oh, I've never heard of this. Okay, so what happened was is they had all these aerial shots. Yeah. And in one of the aerial shots on this website that nobody had ever seen before was a picture of Barbara Streisand's house. Oh, okay. Okay, and somehow... How do people Bar- know? What's that? Like, she, people just knew? I, somebody found out, and then they tipped her off or something. I don't okay. even know. And then what happened was, is she kicked up a huge stink that this website had her an aerial shot of her house on it. My safety, my privacy, my everything else. Nobody knew this existed. Uh-huh. But then she publicly demands that these pictures be taken down. So now, anytime you look up Barbara Streisand house, that is the only picture you see oh, because no. everybody shared it. Right? So it's the Streisand effect is when you draw attention to something that nobody cares about because you think everybody cares about it and therefore everybody starts caring about it. What am I looking up? Barbara Streisand the, the, the house. Streisand effect. Oh, damn. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> There's so many pictures, bro. Right? And it's all it's all the same picture. You should have kept your mouth shut. You should have kept your mouth shut. <laughs> but that's exactly, this is now the daddy effect. Oh, no. Right? Like, people would have been fine with it. It would have went away. Yeah. But now, this is the daddy effect. Yeah, you're now, not Dr. Daddy. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, Wendy Williams last night on Seth Meyers. So she started to do, she did a couple shows from home and then she didn't want to do her shows from home. So she just didn't do shows until she could get back into her studio. So Wendy spent a lot of time in her apartment in New York. And this is her just really casually admitting to Seth Meyers that she's an absolute creep. One of the ways you pass time in your apartment is uh, looking at people out your window with binoculars. Is this true, Wendy? Correct. And, uh, and what have you seen uh, of your fellow New Yorkers in doing this? Well, there is a, uh, an apartment building across, and the man takes showers, and the, the uh, shower is right there at the window. And I watch. What are you seeing? I'm assuming the window isn't, uh, you know, a head to toe. No, it's a, it's a head to ankle. <laughs> that's, that's still most of the good parts. <laughs> Uh, now, up, Wendy, when up. I heard you were looking at people with a binocular, I thought it was about passersby. But I feel like what you're doing now is like borderline criminal. <laughs> I peep at night, Tom. Oh my God. All right. Well, you know what? You own it. And uh, I find there's something uh, there's something noble in that. <laughs> no, there's not. No, there's not. She's a creeper. <laughs> a full out creeper. That's so weird. Right? She says, have you ever seen anybody on television in the past 20 years who says the amount of things that Wendy Williams says on television? And still that, has a job? Well, I mean, it's her show. What are you going to do? But where, like, she faces, she the, the backlash Wendy Williams faces is like backlash that nobody else has ever faced because yeah. nobody else says this stuff on television. It's really wild and to me. And somehow she still gets a pass from yeah, the network. Yeah, it's really wild. Like, Seth Meyers is laughing at it. Yeah. It's wild to me, man. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast.
Louisville agrees to a $12 million settlement with Breonna Taylor's family. The city of, uh, the city of Louisville, Kentucky announced the $12 million settlement uh, yesterday in the wrongful death lawsuit filed by Breonna Taylor's family. The settlement also includes a series of police reforms to be adopted by the Metro Police Department, including establishing a housing incentive program to encourage officers to live in low-income neighborhoods within the city. Uh, other changes to the tactics include creating a clear command structure when executing war warrants at multiple locations. Uh, Lena De Baker, a attorney for the family, called the settlement against the officers tremendous, but uh, said this, when officers cause the death of an individual, it is imperative that we seek justice not only in the criminal system, but also in our civil system. But it's important to know here that the financial settlement was non-negotiable without significant police reform. And uh, Question. Was, yes. Where in there does it say that the police officers that shot and killed Breonna Taylor were arrested. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Is that this is you, you, for people who are demanding justice. They There's only one thing that will be justice in their eyes, and that is if the police are prosecuted for Correct. this. Um, according to the reporter for the New York Times, that they feel that it is very difficult to pursue any sort of criminal charges against the police mm. based on what went down that night. So they think that they're opting more for sweeping reform to how police handle these situations moving forward as opposed to trying to get any sort of criminal justice for the police because they don't right. think that it's a long shot to get criminal charges based on what went down um, that night. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you went to Club Paradise and you did not leave your full real name, first and last, mm-hmm. uh, you may want to get te- um, tested for COVID. Uh, six employees and one patron contracted uh, COVID-19 while visiting Club Paradise. Which, by the way, is a strip club if you didn't Yeah, that. no, but I've said this many times about Club Paradise, and that is I don't think in Toronto we appreciate or celebrate enough the fact that there's a strip joint attached to a church. Is it really? I've never been there. It's attached to a church. You drive by it all the time. Anytime you're on Bloor Street, it's atta- it's a, the same building. On one half of the building is a yeah. strip bar. On the other half of the building is a church. Can I tell you? Yeah. I only ever notice a church. <laughs> <laughs> Google a picture right now. Of, of I'm not Googling Google, anything about a strip club on my work computer. Google Club Paradise Toronto and then just do like a Google Street View or something like that. Am I going to get It's the wildest thing, man. Is somebody from IT going to be calling me up? No, no, no. Don't you worry about it. I got your back. Club pair. Believe me. They still got three years of going through Maury's stuff before they even get to any other employees. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See you outside. Google Street View. Yeah, go to Google Street View, and you're going to see that it's it's attached to a church. So this picture... Yeah. You can't tell me they did not... (laughs) The people at Google did not, prior to getting this picture taken, right... Did not already look at <laughs> previously okay. the weather, the sun, the angle of the sun based on how they were driving by. Why does it look Because beautiful? look at this lighting. Oh, okay. It's gorgeous. The way the sun is just beaming oh. off this building right now. Oh, yeah. No, it's gorgeous. But right? yeah, look you at that. You get a little see? light flare okay, on this see, side look of the at this. Look at this. One, one, half, one half is a strip joint. One half is a church and God's looking over both. Like, right, look at that lighting. <laughs> 
Shared wall, right here. Shared wall, right? Shared wall. Yeah. It's the same building. It's the same building. It's one building How on the corner. How old is building, too? I, I don't even know. Not that old. No? No. Because you know them old-ass buildings in that part of town. I'm telling you, man. The wall, like, shared wall, this yes, so but the, the wall would be, like, super thin. Show me anywhere else, anywhere else in the world where they have a city where you have the luxury of having a strip joint right now, right attached to a church with a shared wall. <laughs> Come it's incredible. On. Anyway, COVID, um, they had COVID cases there. That's the important part of this story. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you were there between August 29th and September 10th, not that you would admit it. No. Publicly or to anybody in your family well, or hey, your friends. Listen, what are you going to do? Um, you might want to get tested because, again, six employees and one patron uh, had the virus and Club Paradise voluntarily closed down for the next two weeks. That's smart. So, but the church next door is still open. <laughs> so, get you some church. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, club Paradise in Toronto. What's another that? another strip club closes after oh. a second outbreak of uh, COVID nineteen, and they have shut down voluntarily for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say six employees and one patron who visited the West End uh, Club, which is attached to a church. By the way, if you didn't know that, it's kind of cool. Go down, check it out, take a pic. You never see that. <laughs> you don't see that a lot in life, man. Never you heard of that see, place. You don't, only, see, uh... you don't see a lot of that in life. I only ever thought it was the name of a Drake song. Yeah. Um, however, John Tory had a whole lot to say oh, about. Oh, did he really? Uh, about strip clubs being open. Do they really need to be open? And, you know, it's one of those quirks, I think, if nothing else, of the, just the way the order was put together, such that, you know, they sort of fall under the heading of one of the businesses that could reopen. But you do have to ask yourself the question, you know, why Why do these places have to be open? Because I guess it's apparent now with two different places where, well, you know, sir. we've had outbreaks that the, the way they're set up in terms of the physical quarters and the way the employees interact with people mm-hmm. and the number of people, you know, you have hundreds of people now. Who, sure. and, and think about it this way. I mean, think about the time that's taken by the public health officials authorities trying to track these people down with you know in many cases quite frankly from Velasco around bogus phone numbers uh, it, it just isn't a good situation and so um, I hope that uh, you know there'll be consideration taken of this within the context of all the orders that are out there to maybe just say it'd be better uh, I noticed it, I noticed this person voluntarily closed themselves for the next two weeks maybe it'd be better if they all closed um, oh. and, and then we wouldn't have to worry about about this it's ironic that you have places you know small theaters uh, that can't open for performances and yet these places Places are open for you know for for uh, what they offer, and I'm not making a judgment on that. I'm just making a judgment on the sort of apparent uh, nonsensical nature of that. Here we go, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You ever seen those pictures where people claim that Kim Kardashian has six toes? Yeah, <laughs> I've just come to like accept the fact that maybe she has six toes, and I'm cool with it. You think so, though? But, like, who cares? And it was really odd to me because she never has addressed it until now. Oh, and so, why? Because everyone's still making a big deal? <laughs> Everybody still oh. makes a big deal out of it. I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's not even a picture pointing out the fact that she might have six toes on one foot. I'm just looking at a regular picture of her, and I just find myself constantly counting her toes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what everybody does. I think right? so. Just to verify? Yeah, so she did a video, and she counted her little piggies, and she says there's five. So everyone thinks that I have six toes, and it's really wild. One, two, three, four, five. But it's this part of my foot that when I wear a shoe just like this, 
it like smashes down right here and it like in a picture i don't know why that looks like a sixth toe <laughs> That's so funny. You got to go online and justify to everybody. You're millions of followers. I know. I broke my toe. Um, when, did I, when was the last time I broke my toe? Because I broke what it a couple. last time? A I, couple I, times? I, I, Same toe? I broke, oh my God, I've broken 11 toes. I've had 11 toes broken. I broke the baby one more than once. And I've broken every other one over the years. So, wait, 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 what? what? Oh, okay, sorry. Because yes. you said I broke I've broken all, 11 toes. 11 toes. I'm like... No. So you have and six, now, you and have now, now my baby toe is completely turned sideways. So if my foot is flat on the ground, yeah, all my all my toenails paint upwards, right? It's point okay. upwards. They point to the sky. My my toenails face the sky if I'm standing. Yeah. Okay. My one baby toenail on my right foot uh-huh. points like, like away from your body, all the way to the right, away from my body. It like it like stares across the ground and points the I entire just, other way. Really? Yeah. Like I'm ignoring the rest like of you? Like, like he's turned his back on them. Yeah. Yeah. He's like totally, yeah. He's, you guys have dissed me for way too long. Yeah, way too long. Look at my <laughs> foot. I'll walk over. I'll, I'll, I'll stay I'll stay far away. But look look at my foot when I walk over, okay? And it's only on your right. Only on my right How's foot. How's your left? Your it's, left is fine. It's gorgeous. Oh, they all get along. They all get along perfectly. Yeah. You're lucky I'm wearing flip-flops today. Hold on. <laughs> Bro, I've only seen you in flip-flops since like March. Okay. So... Watch, look, here is my left foot where all my toes point up normally, right? Yeah. Okay, now look at my right foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, that was real mad at the others. <laughs> Does it hurt? Um, yeah, most days. Oh, <laughs> sorry, bro. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, where are we here? Uh, oh, it's a big day for Maury. It's a, it's a Golden Girls anniversary today. Oh. 35 years ago. God, that's a long time. 35 years ago, the Golden Girls debuted on NBC. Hmm. Is it on, um, aren't they putting it like on streaming services or something? No, one. Today it launches on Amazon Prime Canada. Oh. oh. Which is very exciting. Why though? Don't you already have everything on DVD? Yeah, but I don't unwrap it. What do you mean? What? I don't want to unwrap the DVDs. Oh, I thought you watched them on DVD. No. Oh, no. So what do you watch them on? I haven't in the long... Nobody airs it. So, wait a second here. You have them all on DVD. Yes. You miss the Golden Girls. So much. Nobody airs the Golden Girls. Nobody. You have every Until episode today, yeah. in your house. That's right. And you don't watch them. No. Why? I don't want to unwrap them. Why? I don't know. I feel like it's it ruins the prestige of the DVD. The prestige of owning the, <laughs> the Golden, Golden Girls, Girls on DVD? I don't want to uh, ruin the, the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> so, well, like, you so won't open I've been it waiting for this day. Pause, pause for a second. You think that, like, do you, you're not opening it because you think that one day your, your box set of Golden Girls might be worth something? Or you just want to preserve it the I way that it is. I want to preserve it. Like, you know, why unwrap something? It might, you know, that's why like old people put plastic on couches. Like I'm keeping the plastic yeah, they on the DVD. but still DVDs. sit on the couch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still own the DVDs. I just don't want to take it out. What if I scratch it? What if, well, God stop forbid. It now, stop it now, stop it now, stop it now, stop it now. This, you're being ridiculous. Okay. I how much, under, how much did you pay? How much do you think your uh, <laughs> seasons one through seven of Golden Girls are worth right now? Damn it, Maury. How much did you pay? First of all, do you remember how much you paid? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Zero. Oh, how much is it? What, what was what was the actual retail it was, price? It of was it? for me. It was a, it was a Hanukkah gift. Oh, who gave that to you for Hanukkah? My legal guardian, Susie. <laughs>
So just so you know, the complete collection, which I can buy on Amazon right now. Okay. And with my Prime account, I can get it by like 7 o'clock tonight. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> you could be rolling in Blanche right after dinner time. 113 right? bucks. 113 bucks? $113. But what are they normally? Isn't it, aren't they all around 113 bucks? No, it's, bucks it's no? on sale right now. Oh, is That's it? That's the sale price. Oh, good price. See, I got to wait till yeah. tomorrow when the right. sale's over. <laughs> Man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The uh, company that makes Peeps, you know, the marshmallow birdies that you get at uh, Easter? They're gross. So they make them for Halloween and also uh, Christmas time with mm-hmm. different shapes. So mm-hmm. the Halloween one, they have like ghosts and pumpkins. And then at Christmas, they have uh, snowmen, gingerbread people, and I believe Christmas trees as well. So... They've halted. They said that they, they're not doing any of the ones for Halloween, for Christmas, or Valentine's Day. They shut down back in April because of coronavirus. Now, I remember when they first shut down, they said that there were still reserves, enough reserves yeah. that people would not miss peeps. But I guess they didn't anticipate no. how long this was going to go on for. So the factories are open again, and they're still producing. Just, uh, you can't crank those peeps only, out fast enough, No, though. but the only thing that they're concentrating on right now is getting things ready for Easter of 2021. Right. Yeah, so see you later Halloween. See you later Christmas. See you later Valentine's see you Day. Later va- Who gives I didn't somebody know this. peeps on How much Dude. do you have to hate the person you're with to give somebody peeps Listen on Valentine's this. Before Day? Before the pandemic, 5.5 million peeps were produced every day. Yeah, that's a lot of peeps, huh? Roughly 2 billion. That's billion that's a would it be of, that's a, a lot year. Of peeps. <laughs> Who's eating that many peeps? Also, it's the same company that gives us hot tamales and Mike and Ike's. Yes. So, what do Mike and Ike's taste like? Oh my god, they're so good! I actually had a box of Mike and Ike's on Friday what night. What do they taste like? They have different flavors. Like what though? Like I got, we got the. the what do they look like? Fl- I've never had Mike. They and look Ike's. like little pills. Excuse me. They little, look like little pills. And then you are they chewy like a yes, like chewy. a jelly bean? Or are they hard like a hard? Je- it's like a jelly bean, basically. Okay, yeah. And then you remember the pills that Neil had to take? Decide red or blue? The red or blue? Matrix? Yes, sir. Size of those? Really? Yeah. And like what flavors pill. do they come in? Uh, the ones we had were like a fruity tropical one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. They're so good. Do you I like, love do you eat Peeps, though? No, I'm not really the biggest fan of Peeps. God, so this, so gross. that information, that news story, doesn't really it. affect me. No, I'm right? fine with that. Yeah, I'm okay with not having Peeps. <laughs> I'm not okay with not having Mike and Ike, though. Yeah. It would be like me if I found out that there was going to be a shortage of relish. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't lose, like, I wouldn't lose a second of my life. You don't like relish, huh? No. I know you don't relish like. Relish is weird. Ketchup. I don't like, like ketchup. If a shortage of ketchup, you'd be like. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. I wouldn't even know. All the ketchup in the world could disappear. It would take me years to figure it out. <laughs> it wouldn't even pop up on your timeline. No, I don't even, like, That's I don't how even. Much I, you, like, you dislike no, ketchup. I don't even use it as an ingredient. Honestly, all the ketchup in the world could disappear, and it would take me years before I realized it. Really? Yeah, years. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Stay woke, bro. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You play Call of Duty at all? You ever played Call of Duty? Uh, have I played Call of Duty? No, not that particular no. one. You ever played Call of Duty, Maury? I play like the top... <laughs> It's like, you can't get me off the console. Come and describe what Call of Duty is for people who don't know what we're talking about, please. I play a lot of the uh, Tom Clancy games. Oh, you do? Uh, Splinter Cell's a great game. That was a really good vision. I've heard of Call of Duty, and one might assume that you have a duty to do. Right. But explain the way, like, explain the game, though. Explain what the game is to people who may not know what Call of Duty is. Well, I assume that you're in cars, and you are given an assignment. You have the call. This is... Ring, ring. Yeah, but then what do you do? 
Oh, you you finish the duty. But what is it have. though? What is it though? What's, what do you have to accomplish? Duty. It could be go and get the bad guy. It could be yeah. pick up lunch. It could be right. many different things. You might have to shoot him up cowboy style kind okay. of thing. Cowboys. It so it's a cowboy game. What era? Like what are you? What are we? 1843. 1843. Okay. Hmm. In the car too, huh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the car in 1843. <laughs> By car, I mean wagon. And, and go and pick up lunch. <laughs> <laughs> game sounds awesome. And then getting a gunfight on your way home. Uh, so why so are you talking about Call of Duty? Because these guys won, I don't even know what it was, like, you know, in these tournaments that they do. So they, they won $1.5 million playing Call of Duty. Oh, wow. And, and this 19-year-old who goes, uh, his name is Anthony Cuevos Castro, mm -hmm. who goes by the name Shotzi with two Zs. <laughs> of course. Um, had, had this message for parents oh, no. of kids who may want to get into the pro world of Call of Duty. If your kid has, like, uh, you know, a dream to become a video game player, like, you know, let him be, try to, you know, <laughs> not be as strict and, you know, give it, you know, a couple of years. And if nothing happens, then you could start, you know, being strict on him, I guess you could say. And then just, yeah, just let him be. And, you know, that's what happened with me. Like, yeah, my mom was just like, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of years, you know, if nothing happens and, you know, you have a, you don't have a future in this and you have to go to college and stuff like that. But... Uh, you know, she gave me a couple of years, and you know, now I'm here. <laughs> Started from the bottom, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm here with my 1.5 mil. Right, right, you know what I mean? But he just sounds like a typical 19-year-old, though. I know, but these guys win a lot of. He's like, we're talking. He won 1.5 million dollars. Yeah, there was a couple of weeks ago. I was watching on Sportsnet. They were showing the NHL, the 2K tournament. Yeah. And it was, you know, one of the games. It was fast-paced. It, it was actually really good to watch. I watched a few minutes of it. Right. And it was these two, like, 17, 18-year-olds in each of their homes with their webcam and headphones on. Yeah. And just killing it at NHL. Shotzi, by the way, that guy that we were just hearing. Yeah. So before he won the 1.5 mil at yeah. that tournament... Um, his world ranking was he's 206th in the world. Okay. He's 30. He's ranked 32 in America, but he has still won in 34 Call of Duty tournaments. He has yeah. still won before this. He's still won $569,525. And that's being ranked 32. Parents are hating us right now for talking about this story because right? all their kids are running up to them right now. being like, see, I told there's you. A, there's a business plan to be made I for this. There you. is a case. There's a case, man. Like, leave me alone, mom and dad. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Hi. Um, I've called on my first day of school for the past five years, and um, today's kind of my first day of school. Oh, all right. What's your name? Tanya. Tanya. Okay, so what grade are you going into today? I'm going to grade 11. Oh, nice. Now, are you going or are you going virtually? Um, I'm going, but it's like a hybrid situation. So it's like half the week I'm going and then it's online for the rest. Oh, what okay. school board are you in? Dufferin Peel. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, so are you nervous at all or are you, is it like full time? Because I, I know somebody else was telling me that it's like kids are going to go like on every other day and then there's like a half day in there as well. Like there's some really weird schedules. What's, mm -hmm. what's, your, what's your schedule? It's super weird. It's like, okay, so for now, what they're doing is cohorts, um, and within the cohorts, there's, like, quadmesters, so where there was semesters, now there's quadmesters, and they split the kids up into cohorts, 
So it's by last name. What what does that even mean? Yeah. Everything that you're saying. I don't understand. And you have to stay within your cohort. um, So cohort is the students. They're split up between cohort A and B by last name. Okay. So A to M is cohort A, and then N to Z is B. And then they split our eight courses into twos. Um, And... One of those courses we do in school if you chose in school, and then the other one's going to be online. So, oh, are you? Wow. So, how often are you in school? Do you go to school every day, or do you not go to school every day? Uh, no, not every day. They switch it based off of what cohort you're in. So, for A, I'm in A, so I'm going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. For this week and the next week, it's going to be Thursday and Friday that I go in. And then, what about Wednesday? You get the day off, or is it like every other? week you have to do a wednesday like, like what in school and then a wednesday online wednesday, yeah oh shoot yeah. jeez damn yeah, segregation is back huh? it's wild this is crazy oh, yeah it's, i can't believe it how difficult is this to manage when you're uh, when you're trying to do you know concentrate on school and everything else that you need that you need to do like to me it seems it's wild it's it's confusing but i mean i have to get used to it like this is my most important year so i'm kind of focusing on like you have to do the work you have to get everything done just push through it'll be fine in a few years um but it's just like it matters so like i don't really have a choice you know so how many of your friends like your everyday friends that you hang out with that you talk to the most are in your cohort or are they all kind of like split up it's kind of split up. I'm lucky because I have a lot of my friends, but also I switch schools, so I don't have that many friends. Oh, okay. School, but the friends that I do have, yeah, they're in here. But I'm more nervous about like that new school aspect rather than. Yeah. The, I can imagine how tough it would be. Like if you have like a core group of friends and you've all you know grown up hanging out with one another at school and then you have to get split up because of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, depending on what yeah. your last name is. Yeah, Roxy School yeah. Did, did cohorts by grades. Oh, so okay. at least the kids in your class were always going to be in your sort of cohort, right? Right, right. Uh, we had this conversation a lot with people who had called into the show, because I, I know that when COVID first hit and they shut down the schools right after March break, that people were worried that they were going to lose the year or that they were going to fall behind or that they wouldn't be able to catch up. And you just had to remind remind people that it's not just you everybody in the entire world is going through this right now so yeah. when this starts yeah. back when this starts back up again everybody's going to be starting up in the exact same place that they were so don't worry about that but now we're at the point where things start to matter because now we're at the point between school boards and schools and students themselves this is when kids will start to move much faster forward than other kids right right, right? this is when this is when you're going to see people falling behind and it's it's I don't think it's going to be pretty. I really don't. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was so difficult. Oh my god, online is so difficult. It's it's so cuz you get distracted. Like you'll be in your French class and all of a sudden you're shopping for clothes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know, super distracting, huh? <laughs> It's, it's hard. I mean, yeah. I tried. Yeah. Oh, I know. man. I know. Tanya, it's... all the best to you. Thank you for calling. Again, uh, your fifth year in a row calling us on your first day of school. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you, and good luck on your first day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Oh, wait. You your it. first test is to answer this question between Roz and Mocha. Who's your favorite? You know, every single year I've called, I've had the same answer, and it's changed. It's oh, changed? It's changed. It's changed now. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, for the first time. Five years, it was Mocha. Now it's Roz. Oh, oh what changed? Wow. What changed? What did I do I more of or what did I Mocha do like, less of? No, Mocha didn't do less. It's just that 
like I grew more and I matured and like Roz, you're very like wise no. and I appreciate that. <laughs> so take, Roz, because he's old. <laughs> you take that W, bro. You take it. That's yeah, all good. <laughs> Love you, Tanya. Love you guys too. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Getting cast back together to do these virtual table reads of famous shows and movies. And we saw it with uh, the all-black cast of uh, doing Golden Girls last week, which was awesome. And they got everybody together for The Princess Bride. Did you ever see The Princess oh, Bride? yeah. It's okay, a classic. Good. It's a classic. Back in the day, yeah. And everybody was there. Carrie always was there. Robin Wright did it. Carol Kane, uh, Chris uh, Sarandon, Mandy Patinkin. Wow. Uh, Wallace Shawn, Billy Crystal was there. Oh, and nice. then um, uh, R.I.P. The, Andre the Giant. So, yeah. So, I'll get to that in a second. So, in the original one, um, Peter Falk was the grandfather and Fred Savage was the grandson that he uh-huh. was telling the story to. But in the version that they did last night, Rob Reiner was the grandfather and Finn Wolfhard from... Stranger Things from Stranger Things nice. was the was the was the grandson. Uh, people forget that Mandy Patinkin was uh, Indigo Montoya because he just looks so differently. And I if you're like a fan of Homeland, yeah, to even I only know him as with the big big beard. Saul. Yeah. yeah, you only know him. You only know him as Saul. But uh, but he did the whole thing last night. So this is a little bit of uh, Mandy Patinkin doing his famous line. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Right? <laughs> and so you had made mention of Andre the Giant, R.I.P. And um, Andre was amazing yeah. in, um, in Princess Bride. He was so wonderful. And he had such great lines. So this is a clip uh, from the original Princess Bride with, uh, with Andre the Giant. You're quick. Good thing, too. What are you wearing a mask? Were you burn the acid or something like that? <laughs> oh, no, it's just that terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Uh, and what they had last night was because obviously, of course, Andre is no longer with us. So Josh Gad read the Andre parts. No, Josh Gad, you're the best, yeah. bro. Honestly. So this is Josh Gad. Are you wear a mask? Were you disfigured at birth or born by acid or something like that? <laughs> oh, no, that's just that they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Mm. <laughs> right? They're amazing. I love these things. Oh, it's so I really, good. I really do. I love these things. And they did this one. They're all done for some sort of charity or whatever. This one, I believe, I think was done for the Wisconsin Democrats um, to help them out and raise money. But uh, 110,000 people were watching this last night, wow. watching the live table read of Francis Bride. And it's Bride. so good, like, especially when you have that attachment, that emotional attachment. Yes. And, and somebody like Josh Gad, who is a huge nerd for all of that stuff from back in right. the day. It was really nice that uh, that he got involved. I know. I'm down, and then I start thinking of like, what movie would you you would think would be impossible to get everybody back together to do one of these things of original cast? Like, what movie? Like impossible? A League of Their Own. That would be a great one, Maury. That would be yeah. amazing if they did League of Their Own. What else could they do? You know, Madonna. Yeah, I know Madonna's in that more. Thanks. I got that. That's why I was like, it would be amazing. Maybe Back to the Future? Yeah. They haven't done that one yet. Uh, Table read? They've got together, though, over yeah. there. No, I would. I would love to see that. My God, if they did a Back to the Future table read. You know what I would actually like after all these years? Boys in the Hood. No, Boys oh. in the Hood would be really great. That's <laughs> like, you guys keep spitting them out. I was I was going to say Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, my lips are real bad. Oh, that would be the best. 
This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I heard that as of right now, out in BC, the air quality, because of the wildfires, mm-hmm. the air quality there right now is the absolute worst in the entire world. It is. That's what they're saying. It's uh, uh, Vancouver air quality was worse in Portland, worse in Seattle, worse in San Francisco, worse Ooh. in Los Angeles, which which is tough to believe because that's where the fires are, but then you deal with the winds. But when you start adding in that Vancouver has worse air quality than Delhi, India, and Dhaka, Bangladesh. Which you always hear about. And Karachi, Karachi Pakistan, which you always hear about. But their air quality is even worse. Yeah, it's the worst air in the world right now. Or it was yesterday anyway. Yeah. It's wild. But a million, think about that, a million acres... You know how big an acre is? It's a football field, right? Yeah. A million of those. That's it's too, crazy. It's too much. It's crazy. I know. I feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah. No, I know. And then I think about uh, the, that story last week of the... The gender reveal. The gender reveal. Yeah. Where they were, like, busting off fireworks or something. It some was, sort of a, it an was explosive. A, it was a smoke thing, right? And, and that started a fire. Yeah. They had to evacuate. That started one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading a story where the woman who is, I guess, credited with popularizing gender reveals um, did an interview with somebody where she was just telling people to stop. I saw one video the other day of a gender reveal where it was the husband and the wife yeah. standing there. And they had their kid between them, I think. And they had like those hand cannons where you pull the bottom and then the smoke flies out oh, the top sure, from yeah. a projectile. Uh-huh. But only they were both holding them upside down. So, oh. so it was a gender reveal party and he pulled his and like the thing that shot out of the bottom that contained all the blue powder yeah. just shot him right in the nuts. Oh, right. <laughs> and then he and then he drops. Yeah, of course. And the what white color was it? it was blue. blue. Yeah, it's blue. Such a happy moment. Yeah, at a gender reveal party, you hurt your nuts. You know what I mean? It's a boy. There's something about that. But it's interesting when guys get their nuts hit still, you know, because when you saw it, the wife, like instead of rushing to his aid, it's still hysterical. And I blame, I really do. I, I, I think for popularizing... And normalizing shots to the nads, shots to the nads. I still in, I still blame America's funniest home videos. Absolutely. I mean, not that getting hit in the nuts wasn't always funny, no. but they made it okay to laugh. Yes, of course. Like out loud. They'd have about like it. full compilations, right? like an entire segment. And it's always dads, right? It's yeah. always, it's always like it's never like a young guy skateboard or whatever. Nuts. It was always just dads it's getting nut shots, dads. right? And when you watch this video of this dad shooting himself in the nuts with the gender reveal cannon, uh, the wife, like, doesn't rush to his aid. She walks about 15 feet away from him yeah. and then just starts laughing at him, right? Like, oh, Tom. And he's on the ground. Like, it's, not like he got sh- it's not like he got shot in the nuts and then got right up. Like, no. he's on the, like, the video, rolling, en- I know, the video ends and he's still on the ground. Uh. Right? But anyway, so, uh, yeah. Congratulations. The happy couple. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, can you play me the clip of Kristen Bell, uh, who I adore? She's w- one of my all-time favorites. And Dax Shepard talking about how they let their daughters drink non-alcoholic beer. My daughters often ask for O'Doul's. And the reason for this is because when we first had our child and we'd walk around the neighborhood, he'd pop a non-alcoholic beer in his hand and the baby would 
you know, paw at it and put the rim in her mouth, blah, blah, blah. So it's a sentimental thing for my girls, right? Makes them feel close to their dad. Well, last night we're eating lasagna and the three of them each have an O'Doul's open. So this morning I set them in their Zooms and they have like 15 minute breaks where they're allowed to jump around and grab a snack and wiggle it out. And I walk in to check on them at like 930 and both of them are drinking an O'Doul's on their Zooms. They're both just sipping their Doolies. And I'm like, what must these other parents and teachers think of me? And then I remind myself, you don't care, Kristen. I'm a great parent, I think. I'm learning every day. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just essentially a bubbly juice, right? <laughs> I believe your explanation, Kristen Bell. Because you're right, she is the best. Kids aren't supposed to <clears throat> like the taste of that, though. It's interesting. You know when you, you, you find out that like somebody enjoys something that you never thought they would? Like, I, I had Roxy. I had Roxy... Um, she was curious about coffee. Yeah. She was curious about coffee. And I was like, okay, here, you want a sip of coffee? And I gave her black coffee. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, she, Nothing else in no, it? No, she hated yeah, it. And then she course. looked at me weird. Yeah. Because she starts looking at you like, what is in you that you find enjoyable? It's like when you you have a friend that's interested in like LARPing or S&M where you're like, wow, you enjoy that, huh? Yeah. Like it's weird. What is it inside of you that yes. thinks that's good? Yes. What were you going to say, Maury? to say that I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to always save me the warm bits of beer at the bottom. Oh, to probably, but did he do it so you wouldn't uh, acquire a taste no, for beer? No, because he was done with it. So he's like, here. Oh, and how much was left? I'd say maybe like a, like a, I don't know, shot. But did you have that thing too? Like what she was saying that there's a sentimental aspect to the kids. Oh, now and, whenever and I have warm beer, it makes me think of my dad. It does. Huh? But at yeah. the time. At the time, it was disgusting. It was right, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You shall not pass. What is that? What's going on? What'd I do? That's what we're saying at the borders. Oh, yeah. No, keep them closed, man. Thank you. Keep I know they're closed. doing this on like rotating every 30 days, making Whatever. the announcement, making the announcement, but just say, no, I'm good. To our peeps down south, you shall not pass. No, I'm good. Until at least the end of the year. Yeah. And I know um, that the U.S. government has been pushing that the borders be open because what they're saying, well, friends and family need to get together. No. Nah. They need to see each other. And the Canadian government's like, not that bad. No, Zoom. Yeah, you got FaceTime. Everyone's got computers. Yeah. You got a phone in your hand that's got video capability. No. Right, do it that way. Keep the borders closed. We're good. Yeah. Thanks. I know. And Appreciate I know that, it. I know that the, the, the everybody has so much free time on their hands. Like, I get it. Like, the shopping is probably, you know, the, the allure oh, of... The big appeal. Yeah, of course. Of, you know, coming up here and buying some cheap gear is, you know, really... Every, every weekend's a long weekend if you wanted to. Totally. You know, if you got the right job, you work your schedule right, you could be up here shopping all the time. But yeah. no, we don't want you. Absolutely uh, not. I say, I say wait till the cure. Right? Wait till the vaccine. Yeah. That's to me, that's when you open the borders. Yeah. Well, I was reading um, WHO said, let me find it here. Like, because they were asked about pre-COVID normal life. And what they were saying is uh, the World Health Organization's chief science officer says it'll take a while before enough people start getting the COVID-19 vaccine to build immunity. We need 60 to 70% of the population to be immune before there's uh, any dramatic reduction in transmission of the virus. Mm -hmm. Also points out that we don't know how long the vaccines might protect people from the virus, and it's possible booster shots will be needed. 
She also told reporters in Geneva, quote, it's safe to say that it could be, and I hate to say this to you, but it could be 2022 when we will start thinking about going back to pre-COVID normal life. Hey, can you, maybe somebody can text in, can you be tested to find out if you had COVID? Because I'm pretty sure I had COVID. Really? Yeah. No. Back in February. Yeah, I'm pretty (gasps) sure I did. I'm pretty, I'm more than, mm-hmm. I, I had to have, because I don't do know, but, but how long do those, how long do the antibodies, like, is that like a forever thing? Like if they, if I get tested now for the antibodies, like, will it show up or does that I sort of fade after time? Because then I'm reading stories that you can get coronavirus twice. Yeah. Because one person did get it twice. Yeah. So, so I don't or know, but I, I am, I'm almost positive. And if I didn't, I don't know what I had, yeah. but I had, I was, it was February and it was before everybody really sort of was all over coronavirus. And you had it back then, huh? I was uh, like looking back at the sickness that I had back then. It lasted about two weeks and it was all these sort of symptoms. It was, it was like, I like breathe, having trouble breathing and fever and all this stuff. And it lasted the exact amount of time that the symptoms symptoms should last. I wasn't in super rough shape. Like I was still able to do stuff because I am, you know, I I have like that, you know, athlete body and what, 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 what? I'm, I'm in incredible shape, uh-huh. and most people in, who are in, and thank you, Maury. Most people who are in incredible shape, the, the symptoms aren't as severe as say people who are Somebody, not. Somebody uh, texted at nine two five triple five. Yes, it's an antibody test. How do I get that though? It rough, it's roughly good for three to four months. Oh, then and no. then they don't show from the uh, the info. No. So you wouldn't be able to know if you had it or not right. this far along. Right. Like if you got tested maybe in April. Yeah. Maybe you would have found out. Like yeah. I got sick. Super bad over the Christmas holidays, but I don't think it was. You don't think so? I'm more the. I just went to the doctor. I got um, uh, what do you call it? Um, penicillin. No antibiotics. Antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was good for after like seven days. I was good. Yeah. What is it, Maury? There's nothing anti about your body, Ron. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see Taylor Swift last night at the ACMs? I did not. You did not. It was like it was old school Taylor. It was Taylor on a stool with her with her guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah, just taking it back to yeah. the original days. Yeah, she blew people away, man. Yeah, she really she did. She performed. Um, Betty. Betty. Yeah, yeah, everyone loved that song, man. The other headline is she did her own hair and makeup. Did she? Yeah, she looked good. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's um. It was wild yesterday, it was especially when you look at Taylor's numbers for this record that she put together during COVID and in such secrecy and the, the, the amount of weeks that it's been at number one and her showing up last night and seeing the reaction to that. Yeah. And then you, and then you, you compare that to what Kanye was going through yesterday oh. and what Kanye's been going through the last little while. And it's, it's, it's wild to just see because the two of them will forever be tied together. Yeah. And, the day, and be completely opposite. Yeah. And the day that Taylor had yesterday compared to the day that Kanye had yesterday. It's, yeah. uh, but this is Taylor from last night. Betty, I won't make assumptions about why you switched home. Oh, it's such a good song, too. You like this one? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Betty, one time I was riding on the skateboard, ran past your house. It's like I couldn't breathe. You heard the rumors from me, Nez. You can't believe a word she says most times. This time it was true. So good, right? Was what I did. Yeah, she sounds great. 
going to be at this point. Normally, people would just be screaming like crazy. Yeah, she was good. I like it. Did you it. see um, uh, Keith Urban and Pink? No. Did you see that? So uh-huh. I, I completely just missed this track when it was released the other day. Um, but Keith Urban did a uh, did a track with Pink, and this is that from last night. I don't remember much about last night. Woke up on a couch, sunrise. Saw the living room through these bloodshot eyes of mine. Cold, sober, you didn't like that. I came home late. 4 a.m., but it's a Friday, babe, and I've been working hard. Can't you give me some space instead of shouting out, oh, my God, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I know that we're still friends, but it just makes me miss you more, more. It's a good song. It's interesting. Country is such a wild genre because country is defined by what any particular country artist thinks it should be. And there's no other genre like it right now where it has changed so much and like Keith Urban hasn't released a country album in a long time. But Keith Urban's still a country artist. Like the the actual genre is ever evolving just dependent on how the particular artist feels. Yo, I miss Pink oh, so, so much, I, bro. Dude, I know. There was an old Pink song I heard the other day, like So What or something like that. Yeah. And it made me realize how much I, I, I missed her. Or maybe it was the... It was one that she had, um, the slow jam she had with... Oh, my God, what's that guy's name? Oh, what's that guy from the group? The, what is it? Just Give Me a Reason? Yeah, yeah, that one. Just go, just oh, give me a reason. Oh, so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is good. I like this track. It's called One Too Many. It's just weird to hear a song that's like kind of like like up-tempo and kind. You know what I mean? I know. (laughs) It's a nice song. (laughs) It's a nice song. So ACM Awards went off last night, huh? Yeah, they did. It was, it was all anybody could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, Taylor Swift showed up. That's all you really <laughs> That's needed. That's all you really needed. Sorry, yeah. Kanye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Now this is a story all about how my life yeah. got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute so to So yesterday right was the 30th the anniversary the of the Freshman's yeah. Bel Air debuting on NBC. Wow. Three years ago? Yeah. So, you know, there's all the uh, the Fresh Prince talk happening because we're getting the HBO Max special, the reunion special, mm-hmm. plus the dramatic telling of French Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> French Prince. French Prince. <laughs> of French Prince. Bonjour. <laughs> so did you see these pictures that Will Smith posted yesterday on IG? No. Because the internet's going wild. What do you do? So he posted a picture of the cast, R.I.P. James Avery, of the cast of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This one here. And they're... Like from back in the day? No, no a, a new current picture. one. I guess oh, this is like yeah. them filming oh, wow. the special, yeah. right? And they're yeah. sitting in the living room yeah. in the mansion in Bel-Air. Wow. 
But why the internet is going wild, because this is something that you and I had talked about before, is... That none of them are wearing masks? Oh, sorry. Well, that. <laughs> they're not going wild over that. Yeah, I know. I know what you're going to say. And right? you're totally right. What? That Will's turning into Uncle Phil? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> it is that. Yeah, Will is definitely turning into Uncle Phil. Yeah. But this Aunt Viv, right? This Aunt Viv number two. Yeah. That's her right there. Because the thing that we were saying is, well, what's going to happen with original Aunt Viv? Is she going to show up? Right. And I originally said, I didn't think so. No. But look at this next picture that he posted. Oh, wow. She didn't join them on the couch, though, but it's no. a picture of Will and the original Aunt Viv. Yes. Now, from what I understand, she really dislikes Will Smith. Something made her agree. Like, she to sit really there dislikes Will Smith. Wow. Oh, wow. So original Aunt what? Viv uh, is going to be like, does this not make the situation see, this even more is, exciting? This, this is the thing. This is what you this is what these reunions should be, and Will Smith's doing it right. When it comes to the friends one, this overhyped, bloated thing that everybody nobody really wants that, right? I'm convinced nobody really wants that. Because nobody really wants to sort of see people just sitting around talking about the show without offering anything new. Right. Right? Without offering anything new. And and so I was sort of on this the same way. I'm like, God, HBO Max is really doing this thing where they're just sort of like trying to bank on all these reunions. But everybody since COVID happened has been doing these reunions for free over Zoom anyway. So the the the, the currency behind them, their stock has really gone down. But if you're telling me that part of this HBO Max special when is you know, Will Smith sitting around with the original Aunt Viv. When you know the history. To clear the air. Yeah. This now I'm here for. So we are getting two Aunt Vivs on the what? reunion. Uh, show the reunion special for fresh friends of bel-air i cannot wait this is the Roz and mocha show podcast i went couch uh i shouldn't Surfing? say shopping no we weren't shopping we were just couch sitting yesterday couch sitting yeah you're looking after somebody else's couch <laughs> no we went to a store to sit on couches oh, okay <laughs> I'm gonna, hey Roz, i'm gonna be away for the weekend can you look after my couch no 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 we went uh we went couch sitting yesterday yeah uh just because we we had to buy we bought a new couch over covid and yeah. it was at the height of covid when we ordered it so you couldn't sit on it you couldn't try it anywhere right and then we got it and it hurts my back and all this other stuff. It has COVID. Yeah, Catherine likes it, but I'm just like it. Just I, I, I get sore from sitting on it. It's not good. So you have to return it it's now. Not good. Well, no, but I'm just like wondering what else is out there. So we just oh. went and so me and Roxy just go and jump on couches, and then she sits on one side and I sit on the other side. So it's, what happens if you find one that you like? I don't that, know. That I, we, you, yeah, not you as a family, yeah. but you like because yeah. Catherine likes the one that you have at home. Does yeah. Roxy like the one you have? Nah, at home? not really. Oh, not really. So if it's got to get voted out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, what do you do with a couch, right? Like, who wants to have to send a couch back? I don't know how to send a couch somewhere. I don't have a yeah, box you, that big. Would you have to send it back? Yes. Yeah. How do you return a couch that you ordered online? I don't know. Could you call the company? You think? Yeah, but they don't. They don't come and pick it up. They're Why just not? like, yeah, sure, you can send it back to us. Is it a Canadian company? I don't know. I don't know what she got. How do you tell if a Canadian if a couch is Canadian? I don't know where you ordered from. I don't know, man. Oh. All I know is don't that you keep receipts. No, nah, do I keep receipts for what? <laughs> a case like this, if you have to return a couch that you don't like, no, I don't know. I've had to return a lot of things in my life, but I've never had to return a couch. I don't know how you. Where do you find a box big enough for a couch? Do I have to make one? 
No, like you I gotta take to... a bunch of the little boxes and make like one giant big box. Like I don't even know. Like, is there a bag that you can buy somewhere? Like a couch bag? That's no, like a, like like a the, plastic okay. bag that's big enough to fit a sofa in. How do you how do you return a couch? Okay. Like they have mattress bags for like when you move, right. right? They have mattress bags that are you know obviously like big enough for like a king or a California king. Yeah, my couch, think, this couch is like ten feet long though. It's very big. So what if? Hmm. What about like saran wrap, like industrial size? Saran wrap. I have that already. I have that already. Yeah, no, I know. I told Catherine that if we can't find a couch, we should just put a king size bed in the living room and just say the hell with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's all we ever want to be. We we only want we only want to be in the bed anyway. Why don't you guys get one of those beds that uh, that's got the that sit up like you can sit up on it? Bunk beds? No, not the bunk bed, man. The one that's. like a recliner. You press a button and then like each side of the bed like the, turns into like a, a reclining like a, chair. Like you want me to put a hospital bed in my yes, living room? Yes. 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 Absolutely. You, you tell her. You yes. tell her. See no. if she says yes, okay? I'm not bringing that up. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Florida's still doing Florida things, huh? What are they doing now? A city in South Florida has overturned a ban on... On what? Oh. After 13 years, they turned a ban on what? So it was banned for 13 years and now they've reversed it. So it is no longer illegal. Correct. See, if we were going back, because sometimes you find those weird laws where you're like, you find out in some place in South Florida that it's still okay to marry a gator. You know what I mean? Like, and then, <laughs> you know, and then like, that's like one of those laws that gets like, they finally realize that that's on the books and they got to reverse that. But this is only 13 years. So it's a tough call. What was going on 13 years ago? Uh, I think it's going to be very underwhelming when you. When I'm oh, thinking. okay. Then just tell me. Because I think you're thinking too hard about oh. this. On saggy pants. You know what? I was just about to say saggy pants. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. You're lying. No joke. Were you really going to say no that? No joke. Yes, I was Come just on. about to say saggy pants. No, you're such a liar. Yeah, no, I was. Are you serious? Yeah. In 2007, uh, there was a ban that said both men and women could <laughs> yes. receive civil citations for wearing <laughs> pants that could reveal the wearer's underwear. <laughs> the Opelika City Commission voted last week on a 4-1 to vote to repeal the ban. Yeah. But since then, they still have signs all over this little town. That you're not allowed to have saggy pants And it, on. the sign shows an image of two young men wearing pants below their waist featuring the words, no ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> it's a city law. <laughs> I understand. Listen, okay, whatever. It's fashion. You got to do what you got to do, right? I understand when the pants are a little saggy. I understand even if you put a belt on them and then you go half cheek down, right? Yeah. Half cheek and you tighten it up and then that's what it is, right? I get yeah. that. But I, I, what I don't understand is the difficulty that your life becomes when you're one of the individuals that choose to, chooses to go full on below cheek, Right where they go. Yeah, because full, then when you're, you're walking, con- you've got to hold them. You either have to hold them, yeah, or you spread your legs a little wider, and <laughs> it's like when you're walking, it yes. looks like you're waddling. Yes, and you're doing like a wide waddle. Thank you. And I and I look closely to look for like hidden suspenders, right? Because sometimes <laughs> I see people walking with their pants like super low, and I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. I, you're like any second now. Yeah, where's the suspenders? I know you're <laughs> not doing this naturally. Now, that's this is drop down th- your ankles. Yeah, this is not natural. I always look for hidden suspenders or like some sort of like apparatus <laughs> yeah. that actually keeps the pants at that level because to me it just makes your life so difficult. I would go mad if my pants 
pants were below cheek all the time. Like, I would go crazy. Your pants are too tight to do that, though. What's that? Your pants are way too tight to do that. Listen, I do have... No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, tell me about this versus that went on. Oh, yo, damn it, Maury and Shem, please get in here. Because these guys were all over watching this competition last night between Patti LaBelle, the great. Can you explain quickly versus to people who don't know what versus is? So when the pandemic started, uh, two producers by the name of Timbaland and Swizz Beats went on Instagram when everyone was just locked down. Mm -hmm. And they went on Instagram live and they were um, basically playing because they've produced for so many people. Justin Timberlake, Drake, Beyonce, Jay-Z. They have this catalog of music. So they would like go one for one, play track for track. And then like people who were watching on Instagram live would vote. And then this took off that then other artists and other groups started doing the exact same thing. Gotcha. And it's run by Swizz Beats and Timberland who then invite and orchestrate and get these uh, these artists to, to come together to do battle, essentially. Right. And the Brandy Monica one was huge, right? That still Massive. has the record. Like Massive. a million people were watching that, right? Yep, yeah, that's the biggest one And so then far. the one last night was two greats, Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight. <laughs> And I know you guys, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you guys watched it. Yeah, and there was no real voting or it just seemed like two good friends out for lunch sitting and we were watching them just hang out. Was what? the format the same? Like, was it, did it seem as ruthless or did it seem no. as confrontational or battle-y or no? Oh, come on. No, 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 when no, conversation no, no, like this no. was taken over, absolutely not. I have a flip phone for about... 12 years. Yeah. That's how I roll. So when real calls phone or somebody's phone, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. they're real phones. Yeah. But I love my flip. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very low-key. Ain't nothing wrong with what happened yesterday. <laughs> right, and you won't miss dial on the flip. I tell you. Okay. <laughs> you know, the good thing about these versus battles, yeah. they really evolved. They started out as battles, but yeah. now they're more celebrations of the artists that are taking part in it. I and gotcha. Last night was just like that. I gotcha. Yeah. Those are my aunties. Mm. We're talking about our lives, and it says, uh, yes. I've had my share mm. of life's ups and downs. You At too. one point last night, too, versus the hashtag was trending higher than the NFL and any, any of the games that were playing, really? that yeah. were being played. Well, you had Oprah, Mariah Carey, Michelle Obama. They were all chiming in on yeah, this. Yeah, well, everybody was showing up for this. That's what I found with the Brandy Monica one is that people were using that versus as a platform to get other messages out in the comment section because they knew that if they just showed up in the comment section that that was one of the things that was going to go viral associated with, uh, with the show. So Patty LaBelle dancing turned into a, a meme and a gif. And then the other thing that happened, apparently, uh, and you guys can talk about this, is when Dion Warwick showed up. Oh, The very end. Another legend. legend. All of a sudden, I saw like a shadow off to the side, and I'm like, somebody else is there. And then they're sort of helping her up on the stage, and I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and she's 80. Yeah. They I had all, no idea. All, they look great, all, all yeah. three of them. Yeah. Was it Patty LaBelle that I introduced that one time yes, on stage? Yes, it was. I introduced Patti LaBelle on stage one time 
Um, there was an event around. No, the, was that the Aretha ha- Franklin? No, no, no. It was Patty, Patty LaBelle. LaBelle. Yeah, yeah. It was Patty LaBelle, and uh, there was a big th- sort of street thing happening uh, around Christmas time when it was beautiful and it was snowing and there was lights and everything else. And they hired Patty LaBelle to do a show, and she was super late because it's Patty LaBelle. Uh, so I was you on stage. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> and I was uh, on stage, and then I see her entourage just slowly start moving her to the side of the stage, and I'm at the top of the stairs. There's like five stairs, and I reach my hand out to help her up because I'm the only person up there. So I take her hand. I help her up and she comes in for a hug right and i'm like oh my god patty labelle is about to hug me right now and she puts her head right up against the side of my head and she goes what city am i on darling <laughs> and i go and i go and i go toronto and she walks she just releases me and then effortlessly effortlessly grabs her microphone walks to the front of the stage and goes hello toronto and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Marianne. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz. Hi, Mocha. Hello. Your boy is uh, tearing up that house or what? (laughs) You know, this is the best morning right now because they're both, like, dead asleep. You You wrote us this, Marianne. Uh, Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I'm a single mom of two boys with nonstop energizer bunny kind of energy that have been with me since the longest March break ever started. I've opted not to send them back to school. They're doing uh, online e-learning, and yet I'm thinking... Did I make a mistake? I'm not sure what to do since they don't have any sports anymore either. Talking soccer, hockey, or baseball, which is real tough. Um, So how old are they? 10 and 13. 10 and 13. Ooh, those are tough ages. Those are tough ages, man. And especially being at home by your, like, are you working as well? Like working from home? No. So, I mean, 2020, I'd like to bomb it because four months before the pandemic broke out, my husband left. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we started 2020 off with, okay, uh, I'm going to do this single mom thing. I've been literally raising the kids on my own for the last 10 years. Um, Decided to take a career break because I'm never going to have this time with them again. So when did their when did their dad leave? November. Okay, so 2019. But does he have any contact with them? Like, does he is he taking them? So he's taking yeah. them. He, he has his time with them and everything else. But yeah, does yeah, he, he does. Okay, okay, okay. time with them like during the week where they do some of their schooling on their on their computers at, at his place? No, I've been I've been like the full time mom, like Monday. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, it just. Yeah, I'd like to bomb 2020. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you're alone in that. So let's get to the question here, which is you yeah. opted to uh, keep your kids home, 10 and 13, two boys, so they could e-learn. Um, and now you are wondering if you made a mistake doing that. I will say this. Is it going to be brutal? Yes. Is it going to be hectic? Yes. Is it going to be loud? Yes. A 10, 13-year-old, is your house going to stink? Yes. But you already know all those things. None of this is a surprise to you. But I will say this. If you made a decision as a parent that was solely 100% based on the safety and welfare of your kids, it will always be the right decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that was my gut instinct because, you know, I hate to say it. I don't like to watch too much of what's going on in the media, but it just it looked like a ping pong match. Like 
the government doesn't know what to do. The schools don't know what they're doing. Everyone's like back and forth on this. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of parents where their goal is after Christmas. Yeah, a lot of what you see happening across the country, there are all these little outbreaks that are happening at all these schools. You know, my wife and I made the decision to keep our son home from school uh, for safety reasons as well. And we are looking to see what the, the fall winter is going to look like before deciding whether or not we're going to send him back to school in January or if we're just going to continue for the rest of the school year at home. So a couple things Marianne, just know that you're not alone in your decision Mm -hmm. and you should not feel bad about making that decision because it is a safety for your kids, but also for yourself too, right? Well, that's the thing too. And, you know, my mom lives across the road, so they have their Nona and they keep going back and forth. Like I've kept it contained even with my 82 year old mom. You know, she's only got two grandchildren, and I felt guilty, like, thinking, God forbid something were to happen to her. Well, it sounds like you've made the right decision for your situation, and I hope, you know, like, talking about it in the open like this uh, with us, like, helped a little bit. Honest to God, I feel normal now because yeah. there was a bit of anxiety, and I'm, am I doing the right thing? You, you second-guess yourself as a parent. Of course, Because every day. I'm not going to lie to you, this would have been a choice between both parents, but... Um, since we're not on speaking terms, we're just on texting terms. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of uncomfortable. Well, you sound like a strong woman, Marianne. Uh, you got things figured out. The most important thing right now is to take care of those boys of yours, which, uh, again, you are doing. So thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Yes, thanks for all the advice. I feel so much better. Good. Are good. you going to ask me? Yes, Marianne, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Oh. God, you know, I hate this. It's it's like double duty. Mocha, your no, laugh. Marianne, just you like, asked us to ask you. How would you say now that you hate this question? Okay, but it's going to be tough. But Mocha, yeah. your laugh is infectious. Yeah. I love your laugh. Love everything. But Roz, you're that calm, soothing voice that every mom needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Marianne, we got to go. Have a great day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Daniel, it's Roz and Mocha. Brother, we feel for you. We're going to try our very best to help you get through this situation. I hope so. I hope so, man. Daniel, you wrote us this. Hey, Roz and Mocha, fix my life. I'm stuck on what to do with my DVD collection. I have over 200 from the 80s and 90s. I was going to donate them, but now with shows and episodes being pulled from streaming sites, what if I have some that could be worth a lot of money? Wow, Daniel. So, like, can you give us an example of of what some of these movies or TV shows are? Yeah, well, um, I have some that are not even on streaming sites, so like True Lies, Cocoon, Angels in the Outfield, stuff like that. Um, (laughs) Cocoon! The ones that are... (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I, um, some that are being some that are being pulled. I have um, um, this, all the seasons of Scrubs, um, Soul Man, Trading Places. That one's not being pulled, but Trading Places has some contra- uh, controversial scene in it. You know, Silver Street stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like my babies, like the Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder like collaborations. Like, I have all of their movies. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Wait. Uh, so why do you have to get rid of them? That's my question. I just don't like. I look at. I haven't used them in over ten years. I haven't hit play on them. Haven't popped okay, them in the sure. DVD player. Nothing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, give, do something good. Give them. To, give them away. I was going to give them to a senior. Um, a senior center. Yeah. They, um, they'd love, then, they'd but, love Cocoon at a senior center. 
Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, okay, so man, I don't. It's I, just I, taking up space, right? From what I know, yeah, just, pretty much, yeah. For, I did a little research before you called up, man. And from what I know, to even try and sell them, it's not like they're worth a lot of money. Most DVDs or VHSs, regardless, go between two and four dollars each. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's yeah. that's for like good condition that people would want to actually have, and that's for collectors. Uh, there was a guy in Winnipeg a few years ago who had a dvd and vhs collection how many how many do you have over 200 i haven't counted them i have a um a 300 dvd changer and my it's almost full okay well, so and you, i so have you, some that aren't even in it i didn't even know that, that you, existed okay, you you have 300 this guy in winnipeg by the way yeah uh his name was adam malik he had seventeen thousand three hundred. what DVDs? Yeah, wow. and he tried to sell it on eBay for a million dollars. I don't know if he ever did, but I remember that story. Wow. He had, he, had, he he turned 500 square feet of his house into basically it looked like a video store. Wow. Like he took 500 square feet of his house and turned it into a video store and then wanted to sell it. And I don't know what he well, I don't know what he got for it, but I even think that like even for 17,000 movies, you know, a million dollars is just a price tag that nobody's going to pay. Yeah, so never. even for you, like if you said I'm offering my whole collection for whatever, to me like 200 isn't an overwhelming amount i think that if you did want to you know capitalize on it and make a little bit of money i would just put in the research to find out if you do have anything that's super rare you know that maybe somebody maybe somebody is willing to pay fifty dollars for one of your box sets and then the rest of it you can just donate to the to the seniors home but i I don't think you're gonna donate them to like the library yeah yeah uh, yeah it's between the senior center and the library yeah but do you like you don't mind selling if you could make something right I don't want to do all that work. I don't want to have to oh, research don't have to, to find to, someone. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, so you just yeah. want to get rid of yeah. them, right? Hey, how do you? Yeah, yeah. How do you? First of all, you have a three hundred DVD changer at home. Yeah. How do you? How do you know what? What's what? So it's ancient. So you have to put the DVD in, and then you have to have like a keyboard, like the old school keyboards, not the USB ones, the ones with the prongs. Yeah. And you have to manually type in all the names yourself, titles oh, and all. Oh man! <laughs> and what was the last time you used that DVD changer? Ah. Uh, 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. (laughs) Does it it still work? Yeah, yeah. I actually just just, uh, wiped off the dust, yeah, and I hit play on it. Yeah, it worked. (laughs) So all your movies are still in this changer? I just removed them. They're they're actually cataloged all in, like, their cases now. Oh, see, because you know what what I would have done, dude, honestly? is I would have loaded that up. I would have put all the labels on them. I would have like typed in everything so it's perfect, put the dates, put everything else, categorized them. And I would have sold all 300 of your DVDs inside that changer. And I would have sold this to, to somebody who maybe, you know, has like a rec room at home sure. and, a, and a projector or whatever. And then literally you just plug this in and all 300 of the DVDs are in there and you're just good to go with a pretty decent classic movie collection. That's what I would have done. True. Oh, good now. Too late now. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you guys think I could possibly get for uh, well, the Golden Girls uh, box? Oh, oh, you have the Golden Girls one. In what what condition is it in? Is it like still in the package? Or have you opened it? No, no, all my DVDs are open. The only ones not They're open are the snakes on a plane. Ma- Maury just said. Maury just put his hands in the air and then did did this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, like with what you have, all the those DVDs, majority of them, I would say, are available digitally somewhere that you can even just buy, right? Yeah. So these ones are, are pretty worthless. The only thing that you might have to do, Daniel, and I did this a year and a half ago when I moved because I had a massive DVD collection. But going through when we were packing, I was like, I haven't watched these in forever. 
they're all avail- available digitally. I don't need them. Mm-hmm. I ended up, and it took some time, but I ended up opening every single one, setting the case to one side for recycling and the actual DVD to the other side for garbage, and I just got rid of them. Wow. Uh, Maury, you know this uh, world You know this world a little bit as far as what is what some rare DVDs and VHSs are worth because I know that you have a few. What, what would you say he should look for in his collection to see if it's worth anything. Definitely box sets. Yeah. And if they're still sealed, I just sold the uh, box set of showgirls still sealed. Right. And I got 40 bucks for that. Cause it came with like the, the things inside of it, the little toys and other things that you could have little pasties. It came with pasties. Oh, wow. See, Maury just sold a showgirls box set complete with pasties, bro, for 40 bucks. Showgirls. That's the one with uh, Jesse Spano in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah. So uh, I don't. I think that you just need to get them out of your life. All right. Will do. I think that's. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Right on. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate y'all. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Hello. Fabian, it's Roz and Mocha. Hello. Happy birthday. Thanks, bro. How are you, man? Good. What are you doing? I'm just chilling, man. Oh. Up, I'm leaving the job site. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Are you like smoking right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I, already did. I already did. I already did. Oh, oh you got your birthday you. weed already. Yeah, you guys got to catch me at like 6, 6.30. Fabian <laughs> 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 no has been a, a loyal, loyal listener of the Razamoka show forever and also our resident weed head. I got to tell you, the last time we talked to you, Fabian, you were telling us about uh, you're developing like a Razamoka weed, right? Where Absolutely. you're mixing different strains to create this weed. After Absolutely. you said that on the radio, I can't tell oh, you the amount of people that hit me up, like sliding into DM saying, uh, we need Fabian's information. I'm really interested in trying the Razamoka strain when it's ready and available. Like, dude, you <laughs> you making well, that one comment blew everything up on all my social media. I swear to God, that was my intention. No, straight up, guys. Come on. Everybody in the city loves you guys. And I can make a Raza Mocha Kush. Tell me the listeners that do smoke weed won't jump on that. Bro. Just because they want to see what it tastes like and what it smokes like. Like, I don't even know. I, I know nothing about weed. I, I know nothing about the, the sort of strains or how you put them together, whatever you do. But the way that you described what you were doing to create this specific strain really hit with people. Like, yeah. you made it sound delicious. And just as a yeah. reminder, again, what are you using to create the, the Razamoka weed? Um, right now, I got, uh, it's called Giscotti, which is a gelato and biscotti cross. Mm-hmm. And then I'm using um, kosher sorbet. That's what I'm going to try to use. Sounds delicious. It sounds like a delicious dessert. I don't know, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if you guys mind because actually someone hit me up on my Instagram saying that, you know, I listen to you all the time. Like I hear you all the time on Razamoka and I've been looking for you, looking for you. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys mind. I'll shoot on my Instagram. Yeah, go do time. it. Go ahead. It's go your ahead. birthday. Go ahead. Yeah, man, go. My Instagram handle is FamilyTrees19 on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Grow Diaries. If okay. anybody has questions, stop, stop, stop. No spell problem. it. Spell it. Spell it for people. It's S A M I L Y. T-R-E-E-S 19. Family Trees 19. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right, what are you what are you doing to celebrate your birthday today? Uh I'm right now I'm trying to get off of one site to get onto the next one. And then once that's done, I gotta go hit up some hydro stores for my birthday. And I'm <laughs> setting up 
I'm setting up the Razamoka tent, bro. Okay. <laughs> there you go. What nice. better way than to spend a birthday with the uh, Razamoka tent? Absolutely. No other way. If you guys see it, man, it's like all, all high-end stuff I'm using for this, guys. I can't all wait. All high-end stuff. I cannot wait. Fabian, brother, you know we love you so much. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thank you so much. I love you guys too, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I know you're a huge Biggie fan. Oh, massive. There was a Sotheby's auction that was strictly for hip-hop memorabilia. Love it. And some of the items were a series of 22 love letters written by 16-year-old Tupac Shakur to his high school sweetheart. Oh. Between 1987 and 1988. Why would they put that up for auction? I don't, I don't, I don't like that I idea. Uh, that sold for $75,600. What? Uh, the salt- Wait, how did they, w- w- I guess it would be what, Tupac's estate that would own No, that stuff I, I imagine it would be the girl. Oh, that's trash. You're trash for that doing was, that. That he was writing them to. Yeah, right? you're trash for doing that. Uh, Sorry, I'm not down with that one. The salt and pepper push it jackets. Oh, sick. Okay. <laughs> From the video. Yeah. Uh, they, they sold together for 23940 Wow. But the big item up at auction for the hip hop memorabilia was Biggie's crown. Oh, classic. Um, and it wasn't anything special. Like it was just a plastic gold crown that they bought at a toy shop. Yeah. Uh, to do that same picture. Crowns. I looked, uh, I, I looked not that long ago. Yeah. He had the same thing at like party city for like six bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the last photo shoot that he did before his death. So that's another reason that okay, this, yeah, of the, course. The, the crown became, that shot became so iconic was that it was from his last photo shoot. It sold at a Sotheby's auction. Also it was autographed on the inside. Nice. They were expecting, they were expecting to get between $200,000 and $300,000 for it. Okay. The Biggie Crown sold for $600,000. More money, more money, more money. <laughs> Can you believe oh, that? Oh, man. So did they say grand. who bought it? No, no, they didn't no. say who bought it. And rarely do you find out who bought it. Oh, Rarely man. do you find out who bought these things. That's uh, sick. But yeah, yeah. The uh, from ninety seven. It was ninety seven. King of New yeah. York, right? Yeah, ninety seven. Because I have when, uh, a, I have a t shirt that has with that picture with that picture of Biggie wearing the crown. Yeah, I have a t shirt. I think I have a pair of socks with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never worn the socks. I got them as a really? gift. Really? Yeah. You I never... have a pair of Biggie socks that I never wore. Really? Yeah. Like, is it and just it the crown, or is it like his face with the crown and stuff? Um. Oh wait, no. The so the T-shirt has the crown. Yeah. The socks don't. The socks have that uh, the Kuji sweater he was in. Oh, the you the, know, the, 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 the sweater pattern. Yeah. The, the Cosby sweater. For you? Which one? The socks. You did not. No. Somebody else got me the socks. Did I also buy you the socks? You no, did you not. Pro- you probably thought about buying him the socks and instead gave him something that you got for free as a gift. <laughs> 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 so generous, Mark. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So can you talk me through these Apple bundling deals again, please? Oh, geez. Because that was one of the big announcements yesterday. So they announced the, what, the iPhone 12? No, they didn't announce the No, they the didn't iPhone. announce it. No. What did they um, announce yesterday? So they announced a new line of iPads. Okay. Uh, they announced a new watch. Right. They did not even make mention of the phone. This is usually Nothing. the month where hmm. they do talk about the phone. But I guess because production everywhere, right around the world, as right. we know, has been halted because of uh, COVID, there was a delay in some of the pieces that they needed to put this phone together. Right. So... 
it's speculated that next month is when they will finally announce the iPhone 12. So they're bundling everything. Like you can now get Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade, all that stuff in just different bundles. But what is Fitness Plus? What is this? So this is their new fitness app where... Uh, you can get everything from yoga to cycling, dance, treadmill runs um, on any of your devices. And if it's paired with your, if you have an Apple Watch, it records all your um, all your results. Maury's crushed today. Why? So over the years, Maury's talked about Ty from SoulCycle, a.k.a. Spin Cult. Mm-hmm. He's talked about Ty, his instructor. Is he the one that would walk around with the candle that would always never let you blow the candle out? Oh, my God. Is that the guy? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Um, so I guess Ty is now working for Apple. Maury's former spin cult instructor oh, wow. I is say, now one of the guys doing Fitness Plus. I will say, good for Apple for hiring Ty because I took one of Ty's classes. You did? Once, yes. At SoulCycle. I didn't and know this. And he was, this was way before Maury went. I oh, took one of his classes. I didn't even know this. Did he, you get to blow out the candle? Please tell uh, me you got to blow out the candle. Please tell me you got to blow out the candle. Please tell me you got to blow out the candle. Please tell me you got to blow out the candle. There's no way you got to blow out the candle. Nah, I don't think. I think I did, actually. Oh, jeez. I think he let me blow out the candle. And because what hurts even more is that SoulCycle just shut its doors, right? It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, Ty's a great instructor, though. I'm definitely interested in trying one of his cycle classes. Is he the kind of instructor that yells at you? He yells at you. He'll come around and spray water at you. He'll whip you with the towel. Excuse me. He slapped my butt. Excuse me. Did he do all that to you? I was definitely not part of that class. No. So what's this? This is from his IG? That's right, yeah. I don't see. I don't find encouragement in that. When somebody's yelling at me, I just I like I, I I'm I, I don't like confrontation in any way, even if it's in the form of encouragement. Right. Like I just I would get Are off you the just bike, back away. No, nah, I would just get off the bike and leave. Shut the device off. Yeah, anything more encouraging than a slap on the butt? Um, jeez. <laughs> it's like that's. Yeah, I guess I would say, you know, like, you know, for me anyway, like, yes, I guess obviously for you, no, no, I miss him so much. (laughs) Damn, bro. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's official. uh, I mean, we always knew that Donald Trump was basically Dr. Evil. Yeah. But did you see the story from NPR? No. So let me read you this. No. According to a whistleblower. According to documents obtained by NPR and CNN. So you remember the, the, the rally in Washington when Trump, they cleared the protesters and then so he could do the shot with the Bible where oh, it looked like right. he was holding yeah. a book for the first time in his life. Yeah. Right. That weird one. And then everybody was like, it was just violent. And then they said that they weren't and the protest, everything else. So, so going back to this time. Okay. okay. That thing where everybody was in Lafayette Park. Yeah. And they had to clear them out. So this is what this is in regards to. So according to documents obtained by NPR and CNN, Major Adam D. DeMarco said that around noon on June 1st, federal forces sent an email asking whether the D.C. National Guard had a long-range acoustic device or a device called the Active Denial System. The ADS, which is a non-lethal device developed by the military in the early 2000s, is also referred to as a heat ray and oh makes the skin... My God. 
God. And makes the skin feel like it's burning. The email was allegedly sent hours before law enforcement officials were ordered to clear protesters gathered in Lafayette Square in Washington, D.C. The Washington Post reports that Defense Department officials downplayed the allegation, saying emails asking about specific weapons were routine to determine availability of equipment. So they asked if they still had... Do you guys have the heat ray? Yeah. You remember that thing we <laughs> developed like years ago? Like we haven't really used? Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a still work. Can there's you plug it in? such thing as a heat ray that you can point at large groups of people. It doesn't kill them, but it makes everybody feel like their skin is burning. Oh my god! A heat ray. They have heat rays. You know that's one of many that they have. Too, one right? of many. Amongst a collection of other yes, things. Yes. They probably have one that does burn your skin. Right. You know they can't use the leg shrinker because there's too many cameras down there and people would know that something's going on. <laughs> what right? you guys doing down there? Nothing. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. After the Raptors lost to the Celtics last week and got eliminated from the playoffs, Raptor fans everywhere were obviously disappointed, but showed love for the team on social, although uh, it didn't take long for some to turn on one of our beloved players, Roz, yeah. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, and it got ugly. Like, it wasn't just that he had a bad season or had a bad series, because he did, uh, but it turned ugly so fast and... It's just something to that level that you never want to see. Uh, Raptors fans, Nick and his wife, Dimitrina, started a campaign that he's here to talk about. Hey, Nick, how are you, man? It's Ron Zamoka. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. I know it's not really the time, but it's always a good time to scream out, Let's go, Raptors! Let's go! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know your heart was broken. Your wife's heart was broken as, as the rest oh, of man. us Raptor fans when uh, the season came to an end. But... On the flip side of things, the one thing that Raptor fans really know how to do is show appreciation and love to our team. Absolutely. They, they bring us so much joy. Um, it, it's really so much fun watching these guys. They seem to be such a great bunch of guys. They've given us a championship. They've given us an amazing season this, this year. We, we couldn't be prouder of them. Especially after last week when the Raptors did lose and for as much love and appreciation the country was showing towards them, you saw a real like dark side of people come out for their hatred towards Pascal Siakam. That's right. I mean, there's generally so much toxicity around anyway uh, online, on social media and all of these kind of things. And, um, you know, for, for somebody like Pascal, who's just such a great guy, he's, he's such a wonderful young man and how much he's actually been able to accomplish for the uh, in the short career that he's had. Um, it was really unfair what people were saying. And then some of the things were really just outright vile and, and horrible. Yeah. And I don't know how these petitions, because people started putting up petitions on change.org. Yeah. And I won't get into um, what everyone was saying, but the basic yes, theme <laughs> was to send Pascal Siakam back to Africa. You know, with, with everything that's been going on in recent times and these guys actually going to the bubble and, and trying to raise awareness uh, for everything that's happening and fighting for this for this cause, just for equality and respect and dignity. Um, for some of those things that, that you're speaking of that were coming out, they were just absolutely uh, appalling. And everybody takes it too far too fast. Like, I understand as a sports fan, 
you know, part of your right as a sports fan is to be a little pissy when somebody who makes $130 million, you know, tanks, right? That's your right as a sports fan. Like, of, you're allowed to be pissed of off. Of course. But everything goes from zero to 100 now. There is no more rational criticism from a fan. Yeah. Because that just gets lost with, it gets lost immediately because people just automatically go to the worst places humans can go. So what is it, Nick? You and your wife saw all of this take place online and you guys decided to do what? Yeah, it's, it's my wife's idea. Actually, we're both really active on Twitter. Uh, whenever we watch games, there's a really active Raptors community that kind of watches games together and comments on what's happening. And, you know, we've, we've just got a few followers and uh, we were talking about how horrible all of this thing was and we decided to just put it out there to, to try and negate some of this toxicity with some kindness. Um, and we put an idea out there to say, hey, let's send in some messages uh, to Pascal, uh, messages of kindness and support and love. Send in your pictures, your drawings, your, your cards, uh, and let's send him an actual physical uh, package. We're, so we're going to put together a scrapbook uh, with everybody's messages and their pictures and all these things. They're, they're sending them in already. They've been doing so by the hundreds from all over the world. We, I just got one from Japan this morning. It's, oh, it's, nice. it's wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. If people want to reach out and they want to show their love for uh, for Pascal Siakam, how do they do that? Uh, they can send us an email to raptafan27, uh, that's R-A-P-T-A-27, <laughs> at gmail.com. Or they can follow me on Twitter, uh, at raptafan, R-A-P-T-A-F-A-N. And we can send you more details of how to send something in physically, or they can always take a snap of whatever they're doing and uh, send it into oh, either of those. That's real nice. I love it. And I know Pascal Siakam's going to love it as well. Nick, thanks very I much for your so. time today, bro. Thank you, guys. You, you guys are amazing. We love you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hey, Suli. Hi. Hey, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Hi. Good. How are you? <laughs> okay. Stop. Wait, is this real? It's real. No. Uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. We it's missed a little your... late, but I'll accept it. Sully celebrated her 25th birthday on Friday. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. And uh, her boyfriend, Nick, sent us a note. And I missed the note, so I wasn't able to to make sure that we called Sully mm -hmm. on, on Friday. But we wanted to call you today just to say happy belated. And thank you for listening because we know you and Nick are, like, massive fans of the Razamoka show. Yes. Like, massive. We've been listening, like, forever. And then we actually moved to Kingston for a while now. And we still listen to you guys every single day. Oh, that's so nice. So what'd you do for your COVID birthday this year? Oh, we just kind of stayed in. And then we went, you know, out for dinner. Um, keeping it low-key. Not like your Brampton fam, you know. A little... <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Burn. Uh, Nick, is he a jean jacket guy? I always assume your name is Nick. You're a jean jacket guy. <laughs> no, no. He's, like... Straight up, you know, the white dude from, like, uh, American Eagle, unfortunately. Oh, oh, oh. He's an unfortunate American Eagle kind of guy. Yeah, like he's, so he's a, he's a kindergarten teacher. So literally, you know, you're a white preppy kindergarten teacher. That's what he is. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, just like khakis and, like, a white golf shirt every day? Oh, yeah. white polo? What does he hide in those pleats? I never understood that. What do you do with that extra space? In your pleats, not in his whatever. I didn't hear what you said. I have no desire to know. I have no desire to know where he hides things other than in his pleats. 
sometimes you know I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, coming home and I and I find all the different pens and toys that I I forgot to leave at school. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey Nick, now are you the kind of uh, kind of guy that when you're wearing your khakis and your like let's say your golf shirt or whatever, do you tuck your shirt into your pants? You know, sometimes I do, but then every time I get home, Suri says to me, "I can still see your uh, your uh, spare tire there." Oh wow! Oh, damn. Do you, hey, do, you, do you wear one of those? Uh, do you wear one of those? Cool braided belts? No, 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 no. I, I definitely yeah. don't. Uh, okay. no. My, my seventh grade teacher had one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's almost like a teacher exclusive, it is, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that they. I think that they just keep them in a basket in the uh, teachers lounge. Yeah, just in case you forget one. Yeah. <laughs> because really, they're unisex, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Suli, uh, happy belated birthday! Thank you very much for listening to the Razamoka show. Between Razamoka, who's your favorite? Oh, I knew I was coming. I knew it. Um, it's Mocha. I'm sorry, Rob. Oh, yeah. And Nick, what about you? Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? This is probably the hardest choice ever because, uh, honestly, Mocha, your laugh kills me every single time. But then Roz throws in those one-liners every so often. So I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to say Mocha. Sorry, Roz. Uh, wow. Jeez, dude. That was quite the setup, man. I honestly thought you were going to get Nick's boat right there. Wow, <laughs> dude. He, he switched on you. God. <laughs> Happy belated, Suli. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Aaron, what's up, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, buddy. Thanks so much for reaching out. No problem. Uh, Aaron, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Do you have any advice on parents slash in-laws pressuring you to baptize your child? I have a 14-month-old, and they have been very adamant about us baptizing our child. They would often guilt me, saying that it's my duty as a father to have my kid baptized and that they pity me and my kid for not being baptized and that he'll get teased at school and such. Bottom line, I don't want to baptize my child and I need your help on what to say to my parents. God, all those days I teased those kids who weren't baptized. Aaron, there has never in the history of the world been an incident where one child was teasing another child because they weren't baptized. All right? So just know that first and foremost. Yeah. Now, Aaron, is this happening with, like you said, parents and in-laws? So you're getting it from both sides of the family? No, no, just my parents. Oh, just just my parents. 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 Okay. Okay. What does your wife think about all this? Or husband? I don't know. Oh, um, well, my wife, uh, usually how we handle it is that if something wrong with my family, then I'll take care of it. Yeah. If there's something wrong with her family, she'll take care of it. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. No, but like about uh, your wife is obviously not pressuring you to, to baptize your child either, right? Yeah. So why can't you just say to your parents, listen, it's not our thing. We don't feel like we need, you know, we can still raise our child to be a decent human being without being baptized. Yeah, we, we, we tried telling them that, but they're... Um, they're they're saying that oh um he's uh one of our only grandchild and then uh the fact that he's not baptized is kind of uh, weird for them and then uh, you're, you're getting that aggressive parental guilt which is they need you to make a decision because that decision affects the way they look uh-huh. 
they don't want to look like grandparents who have a grandchild who's not baptized. It's all about them. It has nothing to do with your kid. Yeah. But does that mean that just because your kid isn't baptized that, like, your parents are not going to love that kid the same way they love him now? I don't think so. I mean, they still, like, you know, call every day. They still, like... I'm happy. What is it about the what is it about the actual baptism? Because for me, like, is it now? Are you like what are you? Are you Catholic? Are you what is the what is the ceremony? Well, I, well, I was born Catholic. Okay, so so here's the thing. I understand you getting pressure for them to say we need you to raise your child Catholic, as in Catholic school, as in Catholic everything else. Um, but if you don't have any intention of doing that, to me, a baptism is the last thing that I would ask for if I was your parents, because it would be disingenuous. Mm-hmm. There would be, there would be, you have to stand there and make all sorts of promises about the way that you're going to raise that kid. And if you're not comfortable standing there, basically lying in a situation like that, because you don't have those intentions of raising your kid that way they shouldn't want that for you or the grandkid anyway yeah i think that this is i think that this is more of a conversation of like do you plan on raising your kid as catholic no not really my 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 wife and i talked about it and we're not really uh we're not religious people so so have you had have you had this conversation with your parents yet yeah we've had it and what they're still like pressuring you, huh? Yes, they still. Are. Yeah. Okay. At the end well, of the day, that that's like that's your kid, so you know it's your decision, and they're gonna have to, uh, they're gonna have to live with it, whether they, uh, you know, feel embarrassed or not. And I don't know if that's the situation, but um, it is your decision. You know, like I, I don't know, man. Like I grew up Catholic. I went to a Catholic school and everything. I know I was baptized. I did confirmation, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like as I got older got away a little bit more from from religion and uh when cruz was born we we did not baptize him at all you know your goal is to raise an awesome kid and to raise a decent human being and that's what you're going to do okay yeah and you can make it less even about the kid and more about your relationship with your parents you can say hey you know we want to raise our kid right we want to raise an honest kid a good kid everything else i don't want to start his life so early with his mom and dad having to get up and lie to people that they actually do respect um just to appease his grandparents you know that's i think that that's a lot to ask And, and you can always say you know Leave it up to the kid. You can you can always say if this kid, you know, decides at one point to find religion in his life and he and he he has an interest in Catholicism and wants to go through with it and he's 12 years old and asked to be baptized, that's a different conversation. Yeah. But you're not going to put yeah. this you're not going to put this on them because pressure from your parents. That's that's not how that's not how parenting works. That's not how that's not how you raise a solid human being. Yeah, you can't you can't pressure somebody into baptizing a child. You can't you, you just can't do it. It's just wrong. We've we've talked a lot about a different a lot of different things in this conversation. The reality is it's just wrong. You can't do it. And that I think is the way that you articulate this to them, which is stop, back off. I love you both dearly. You're my parents. This is not your place at all. Okay. No. That makes sense. And if, and, if, and if that's a deal breaker for them, then that's a deal breaker for them. But you're not going to compromise who you are to appease them. Okay. Okay. Right on, right, brother. Buddy. All the best, man. Right How is the little guy? Uh, he's he's good. He's just playing around, yeah. walking and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. All right, man. You guys take care. Yeah. Thank you very All much. Right. Later, brother. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's about that time. I, I can't believe how much we've done on uh, this podcast, and we still have so much more to go. But uh, before we get to anything else, uh-huh. like as Raz and Mocha. Hey, Mocha, you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Woo! 
The Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Tina Knowles, this is, I had no idea about this. So Beyonce's mom is doing an interview on a podcast. And do you know where the name Beyonce came from? No. You have no idea? Uh Uh-uh. I had no idea either. I just thought that was just her name. Listen to Tina. A lot of people don't know that Beyonce is my last name. It's my maiden name. My name was Celestine Beyonce, which at that time was not a cool thing to have that weird name. I wanted my name to be Linda Smith. Uh, (laughs) Those were the cool names. Tina, Tina Beyonce? Yeah, she was Celestine Beyonce was her name. Interesting. Isn't that wild? How do we not know that? I don't know. Weird, right? I guess nobody ever questioned the name. I guess. Uh, you don't Car- question the name of your queen? No, you don't. <laughs> it's just there. It I happens. Know. Apple announced new subscription bundles for TV, music, and more. Finally, we've been asking for this. So what? Forever. What are the actual bundles? So you have three different tiers. Okay. Uh, for fifteen ninety five a month. You get Apple Music, Apple TV, Arcade, and 50 gig of iCloud storage. That sounds like a good deal. You have the family bundle where you can share with up to five other people. And it's $20.95. You get Apple Music, TV, Arcade, and 200 gig of iCloud. And then the one that I'm interested in, because I pay individually for all of these different things already. Okay. So, and I've been saying for a long time, along with other Apple fans, why don't you just bundle everything? Give me one price to pay. Okay. Which is what they did. Again, this one you can share with up to five other people. And it's the premier plan. $33.95. You get Apple Music, TV, Arcade, two terabytes of iCloud storage, Apple News, Mm. plus the new Apple Fitness uh, subscription. Which is coming at the end of uh, end of the year. By the end of the year, really? Huh? Yeah, and that's their their at home. Like you'll get it on every single one of your devices. Yeah, workouts, uh, running. You get um, uh, cycling. There's all sorts of uh, all sorts of different. And that's how much thirty three ninety five. Thirty three ninety five. I'm paying that for Five sure. people. Yeah, I'm absolutely paying that. Want to be in they my bubble? My... Ooh, can I? <laughs> yes. Uh, the former, the four officers charged uh, in the George Floyd killing are apparently turning the blame on each other. The four former Minneapolis police officers uh, appear to be wanting. What's happening is that they're all giving significantly different versions of what went down during that arrest. But well, there's and, a video, and the evidence. four men have said in court documents that they all thought someone else was in charge of the scene on May 25th, with rookie officers arguing that they were deferring to a veteran, and the veteran saying that he was simply assisting in the arrest that was already in progress. All have said in court documents that the relationship between veteran officer Derek Chauvin uh, and the others is at the heart of the issue, issue and each officer is perceived their role as something that someone else contradicts so the lawyers for the four cops are asking for separate trials oh no where prosecutors are now asking for they're pushing for a joint joint trial the reason they're asking for separate trials is how do you build a defense when your client has a completely different version of 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 the events that happened yeah that is co-defendant so you now have four separate stories so, so lawyers are now asking for separate trials prosecutors want a uh, want a joint trial so that's the latest on that uh, Nev Campbell has confirmed her return to the Scream franchise. So we already knew David Arquette and Courtney Cox uh, are going to be back. Uh, and 
Nev had said after speaking, uh, after spending time speaking with the production company, they have shown such love and respect and ad- adoration for Wes Craven and all that he has created with the Scream franchise. I'm beyond excited to step back into my role as Sidney Prescott. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so we know, um, we know that the Carol Baskin centered version of the. Uh, Joe Exotic story with Kate McKinnon was already picked up and we knew that Nicolas Cage was doing another project where he was more Joe Exotic focused Yeah, and uh, that has now officially been picked up by Amazon Studios Oh wow, interesting So this is going to be the rise of Joe Exotic This is going to be Joe Exotic before he became Joe Exotic The origin story? Yes, and how he became Joe Exotic and why he became Joe Exotic Really? Okay Yeah. So uh, Carol Baskin was uh, doing an interview with extra yesterday and had this to say Nicolas Cage we know is also slated to play Joe Exotic what do you think about that you know he is such a favorite actor of mine and I just don't know if I could even watch him after seeing that role oh no Carol Baskin (laughs) Uh, karaoke lovers are defending their right to karaoke as Quebec malls banning karaoke So with the government, they haven't confirmed it yet, but news late yesterday that the province's top doctor said that a combination of droplet projecting singing, shared microphones, and alcohol consumption made karaoke the ideal environment to spread COVID-19. But singers and bar owners aren't ready to back down quite yet. They say the activity can be safe, and they worry that all karaoke enthusiasts are being punished for the acts of an irresponsible few. Quote, karaoke isn't the problem. The problem is the management of the bars that don't respect the rules, said one Quebecer named Billy Karaoke. <laughs> no, are yeah, you serious? Yeah. I'm Last sure it's a stage karaoke. name. I'm sure it's a stage name, but the man was quoted as Billy Karaoke. <laughs> you do you, buddy. That's a pro right there. <laughs> the the Kardashians, we know keeping up with the Kardashians is going away. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about this. Is it going away because they have other things to worry about that are more lucrative, more of a priority? Also, television is very slow and their main platforms are social media, which is very immediate. So you have to hold things back from social because you have to wait for the production company to edit it. And then you got to wait for the season to start all this. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, But you know that they're not giving up because the one thing about this show was that this was the thing in their lives that they still had to take part in. None of them really seemed interested in taking part, but it's also the one thing that they didn't own outright. Oh, so maybe contract negotiations, they wanted full control, ownership. Yeah, so we know the last, it was reported that the the last deal that they did was for five seasons was for $150 million. The story is they went and asked for more money. They were denied more money. And then the idea came up, well, why don't we just cut E out completely and Ryan Seacrest out completely and we'll go to a streaming service, one, which is global. Two, they can just do specials. They can do whatever they want. Uh, There are rumors that um, they're even thinking of doing a Shark Tank type show where where all the sisters are there and then people pitch them things or whatever the format would be because they're all billionaires and savvy businesswomen and everything else. Uh, So they're looking to just own it. So the the Kardashians will definitely be back on TV in one way, shape or form. It will most likely be a streaming service and they will have full control, which this is the last piece of the puzzle of them having full control over everything. There are people that I know 
Not okay, me. Not you, though. Not me. Okay, just want to lay that out there. people that I know. Yes, sir. That are a big fan of that franchise. Okay, not you, though. Not me. Okay. That these people I know yeah. are very happy with that story that you just okay. told. <laughs> uh, as far as social gatherings go, when this all started with the rollbacks, it was a gatherings of five, then it was 10, then it was 50. Um, but as it is right now with these surging COVID numbers driven by hotspots like here in Toronto and Peel, Brampton. Especially Brampton. That number may be on its way down after discussing the move with his cabinet. Uh, Doug Ford is set to announce the first set of COVID rollbacks that we've had in months in an effort to get the uh, virus under control. Thanks, Brampton. Right? <laughs> like backyard weddings of 100 people. Uh, PlayStation 5 launches November 12th. Pre-order started yesterday. How much is it? It's like 600 bucks or something like that? Yeah, or you can get the... So there's the digital edition that doesn't come with the, the insert for the CD, and that one's 500 bucks. Yeah. And then the one with the insert is like six. Doesn't, well, so tried. how do you get games if you can't put a CD in it? Bro, it's 2020. You just buy them online. What are you talking download. about? You don't, have to put a, you don't have to put a game disc in anymore? You haven't for a long time. Since when? You know I mean? Are you serious? Hold You're on. trolling. No, I'm not. Come on, man. What? Are you messing with me? No. How do you play a game? You buy it online and then it downloads to the device. So wait, wait but when I go into like Best Buy. Yes. There's games. There's packages on the shelf. What's in that package? A game. A CD. Oh, so there is a CDs. Disc. Yes. That's why there's two different versions of it. Oh, God. Okay. So if I sit down and play a game. Yes. I put the CD-ROM in. <laughs> Correct. Right? Yes. Okay. And then I wait for it to load. Uh -huh. And then my profile. Yes. Right? And then there might be some sort of update, which I don't ever like. Okay. And then Hold what do on, I do? But first, did you connect to the internet? Oh, shut up, dude. You have to make sure you connect to the internet. <laughs> Ma, don't pick up the phone. <laughs> I'm trying to connect to the internet. I got to play NBA Jam 95. <laughs> Almost done. Almost done. Okay. There we okay. go. Okay. We are now surfing the World Wide Web. Okay. And now I can play Crash Bandicoot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, okay. I got in to work super, super early because I was trying all night last night to get the, the pre-order. Yeah. Sold out, sold out, sold out. Really, yeah? I get in this today. Yeah. Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart. I get one on Walmart, add it to oh, my cart, for you. get through the whole situation, enter my credit card, all that stuff, shipping address. Yeah. I click to check out. Yeah. Sold out. Sold out. See, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, Chris Rock just did a huge interview, and he was talking about uh, going to therapy, how he learned to swim in his 50s. What? I'm yeah. proud of you, Chris Rock. Uh, one of his things was how the Democrats screwed up and uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats um, were so obsessed with impeaching Trump that they let coronavirus, they let the pandemic happen. Um, but when he starts talking about race, this is really interesting, and I want to read this to you because he makes such a just profound point. Um, 
He said, uh, he said this, I said this before, but Obama becoming the president, it's progress for white people. It's not progress for black people. It's the Jackie Robinson thing. It's written like he broke a barrier as if there weren't black people that could already play before him. And that's how white people have learned about racism. They think when these people work hard enough, they'll be like Jackie. And the real narrative should be that these people, the black people, are being abused um, by a group of people that are mentally handicapped. And we're trying to get them past their mental handicap handicaps to see that all people are equal humanity humanity isn't progress it's only progress for a person that's taking your humanity if a woman is in an abusive relationship and her husband stops beating her you wouldn't say she's made progress right but that's what we do with black people we're constantly told that we're making progress the relationship we're in the arranged marriage that we're in it's that we're getting less beat right Spitting some facts. And then there was the other quote to the old Chris Rock joke when he was talking about um, uh, abusive cops or cops who abuse power, where he was talking about police forces, where he said, you know, you hear all the time that, you know, most cops are good, but there's a few bad apples. But he said being a cop isn't something that you should allow bad apples. He's like, you don't hear American Airlines saying that most of our pilots are good, but some of them like to land in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, like being a pilot, the police force should have no bad apples. Like it yeah. shouldn't be allowed. They should all be 100% amazing. They should all be 100% amazing like pilots. Like we, we just stand for it and we shouldn't stand yeah. for it. But uh, check out the Chris Rock interview. Where is it? Is uh, it the, no. no, I think it was a Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, the okay. Hollywood Reporter. Uh, it's a great interview if you yeah. if you get a chance. If you're a Chris Rock fan, he goes deep talking about uh, uh, his role in Fargo and wanting to do more dramatic roles. It's really it's really good. Kanye West uh, broke Twitter's rules against doxing and then I guess posted a video of him apparently peeing on one of his Grammys and a massive tweet storm. Um, so for hours yesterday, he sent out a series of tweets primarily focused on his desire to be freed from his current uh, record deals. And at one point, he devoted numerous posts to tweeting out pages apparently from his universal contract. But at one point, Kanye also posted what appeared to be the phone number of Randall Lane, chief content officer at Forbes, writing, if any of my fans want to call a white supremacist, this is the editor of Forbes. And so that tweeting question is no longer online and a Representative for Twitter did confirm that Kanye, uh, that they did take action on the tweet uh, for posting private information because you're not allowed to do that. Um, Kanye hasn't tweeted since. The tweet is not there. It's, I don't think that Twitter removed it. I think that Kanye may have had to have deleted it. Um, but I guess he now has access to his account again, although he hasn't really tweeted help, anything man. since then. Saturday Night Live has announced who will be playing Joe Biden on the upcoming season. They've announced uh, who will be playing Joe Biden on the upcoming uh, season of Saturday Night Live. Any idea who that would be? Not a cast member. I was just going to say, is it somebody from the cast? No, no, because you know how Alec Baldwin does Trump. Not, oh, a, not right. a cast member, right? Like so, think who of another. Think of another star. Biden. Yes. So last season, Biden, uh, people that had played Biden, Woody Harrelson played Biden, uh, Jason Sudeikis played Biden. Oh, uh, so one of them. John Mulaney played Biden. Jason Sudeikis then. Uh, no, is he coming in, back? Incorrect. Oh, uh, Jim Carrey. What? Yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I have to see it. Jim Carrey's going to do uh, I don't see it right now. Do Joe Biden the upcoming season. Ross and Mocha Q&A. Yo, what's up Aaron? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Ross and Mocha show podcast. Thank you. All right, what's your question? Uh, describe your perfect kiss in three words. Ooh. 
Okay, Aaron, you go first. Um, okay, so I would say soft, teasing, and tongue. Oh, that's a good one. Roz? Jeez. Okay. The my perfect kiss. I like I like wet kisses. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I like wet. I like wet kisses. I like an organized chaos with a kiss. I like when you don't know where the other person's going or where you're just like, and a tongue just sort of like you, you go to, you go to stick your tongue in and then they turn their head and it hits a cheek and like all this. I like all that stuff. Right. I love, I love wet chaos, but what's the word I'm looking for here? There's one word I'm looking for to just sort of tie it all in together. As a just sort of like co- cohesive, I would say. Sure. I like wet, chaotic cohesiveness when it comes to a kiss. That's wow. that's sort of my ideal <laughs> ideal kiss. Hot. Yeah, Maury. Maury. Uh, moist, wet, and warm. Moist, <laughs> wet. Hold on here. What's the difference between moist and wet? Well, one's not. Well, moist. I guess I don't know. Moist, wet, and warm. Moist, wet, and warm. Okay, well, so to like, change one, like then it I would go starts with... moist and then gets wet? Because the inside of the mouth is moist. Yeah. Like the tongue is But then wet. what's wet? I guess the tongue or your lips. So you want both both moist. No wonder you and Matthew never make out. You're asking too much of the man. How do you, how do you be both moist and wet? <laughs> okay, so then if I had to change one, it would be moist, rough, and warm. Moist, rough. Like, so just, just describe rough. Like, what is rough to when you? you? Like, what, when like you when you're banging in. teeth and stuff? No, no, no. Oh. oh, no, when you go in and you grab the other person's tongue with your teeth. Yeah. Oh, I love that. How long when do you let it go, though? When they say, ouch. No, but, like, you just, like, go into their <laughs> mouth and you, and you bite onto it? Oh, how? Oh, yeah, that's, your, that's the whole thing. They're, like, while they're trying to be romantic, you're trying to catch their tongue. With your teeth? Yeah. Like you're bobbing for apples? <laughs> like, do you go, yeah. like, do you go in and fish it out with your tongue, and then once it's out, you just bite it? No, like I'm chasing, hang, hang, hang. Like I'm chasing That's not her. kissing, man. That's eating. <laughs> that's so true. Right? Like, yeah, yeah that's weird. not, that's not. Like, I love a little, like, when you kind of nibble I under, the tongue I understand playing and you bite a little lip here and there. Yeah. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. But you can't, you like, I'm can't. Not saying the purpose of kissing isn't to just try and get, it's not a game. It's not like <laughs> whack-a-mole. Like, it's not a, it's not a carnival game. <laughs> like, the, the purpose of kissing is to not just yeah. be able to latch onto somebody's tongue. Yeah, Like, for example, that. I like mouth, like, not super wide open, just a little bit. Yeah. Obviously tongue. Yeah. And just a little bit of pressure. A little bit of pressure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I once had it so rough. One of my favorite kisses was with this guy, and afterwards I had like a rash for a week on my mouth. But that's area from also. But many women I've kissed have had a rash just because of like stubble and stuff, yeah. right? Like you get it from just kissing guys. But yeah. He had like a yeah. like a kind of like a soft, uh, I guess, beard almost. Yeah. Do you like kissing Matthew if he has a little scruff? Oh yeah, absolutely. Does he like kissing you if you have a little scruff? He loves it. He does. does. He, he actually gets upset when I shave. Really? What? He hates when I shave. He wants me to what have. What are you talking about? Hair. How many times have you said on this show that Matthew loves when you like hates when you grow a beard and oh he doesn't like a full and, beard and but loves, he loves when, you shave. when I have like the stubble. He and loves stubble. Like a oh. week's worth of growth. What about when you just have a mustache? He hates that. He are you hates kidding that. me? Really? That's a month of no sex. That's the wow. one month I go even, without sex. Even, okay. as a, even, as a, even as a gay guy, he hates a mustache, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that, that was part No, because I look like my dad. Oh, I gotcha. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I guess you're right, too, because nobody wants to be with somebody when they look like their their parent. Especially, yeah. He goes, if I want Frank Sherman, I would have gone for Frank Sherman. Well, do you think you would have got Frank Sherman? Not a chance. No, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? 100% Roz. Oh, wow. Thank you. Is it because of his chaotic kiss? (laughs) (laughs) 
Exactly. Yeah, there you go. I like that. All right, thanks, Aaron. Hey, Maury. thank you. Have a great day. You thanks, hon. Who do you think would have a better shot if it if you had to, right? Like if you had to. Something was going on where you guys you had to do it. If you had to try and seduce Matthew's dad, and Matthew had to try and seduce your dad, who would have a better shot? Matthew. Matthew, right. I wouldn't even get past the front door. Right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Elon asks, if two TV shows had a crossover, which would they be? Like, uh, so I have a question for this. Okay. Can it be any show, like even shows that aren't on anymore? Like your dream crossover. As long as they were on in the same era. Like you can't say Golden Girls and SVU because they weren't on in the same era. Like, but you could say... There wouldn't be a crossover. You could say uh, Seinfeld and SVU. No, no. Were they ever on at the same same time? No. Same uh, era? No, they weren't. No. Yeah, no. No, no, no. So for yeah. me, I would say... I haven't seen a lot of episodes of Community, but of the episodes I've seen, mm -hmm. uh, pretty funny, but I would love to see a crossover between The Office and Community because I think all those oh, characters together would just be hilarious. I like that. I mean, I could do Golden Girls and Elf. Alf, you mean? Elf. Alf. With an A. With yeah. an A. Not Elf. Elf. Elf is the Jim, uh, the, whatchamacallit movie? What's that guy's name? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell movie. Is it movie. not just pronounced the same way? What, Alf and Elf? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You have to actually go Alf? Al Alf. You don't say Apple. You say no. Apple. <laughs> I know, yeah. but I thought ALF and ELF were just... Interchangeable. Yeah. Wow, no. Jesus Christ. No, they're not. So Alf, not. Al Alf, yeah. and Golden Girls. Alf was a Why terrible do you show. Trouble saying hey, Alf. Didn't, didn't uh, Willie from Alf get busted doing some real shady things? Did he? Really? Yeah, that was I the know. dad. Was it the dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Willie from Willie. Willie from Alf. I you think, know. I think Willie from Alf was like caught doing crack with underage guys. Whoa, fun, what? Fun fact, though. I'm Willie not even from, lying. Willie from Elf also for a short period of time was the manager of Central Perk on Friends. Yeah. No, I think Willie from Elf, and I could be wrong about this. Oh, damn. That guy died, huh? Yeah. He did? Last year. Yeah. Max Last year? Wright. Yeah. Max, Max Wright? Wright? Look up Max Wright crack. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. I, and don't I'm, click images. Listen, if, I, if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. But I think that Max Wright got busted doing like crack with underage dudes. What? Yeah, man. Crack. Yeah. Um. Oh man, these pictures of him are so sad. What's he doing? Look at him in some of these photos. He looks like a crackhead. Why? Why did he do that? Yeah. Hold on. Let me make sure that this is him though. What's his name? Uh, Max Wright. Max. This Wright. is definitely him. Okay. Here. Right. From Radar Online. Alf star Max Wright's twisted life of sex and drugs before death revealed. Wow. The disgraced actor turned to gay porn after his fall wow. from grace. Oh, really, huh? Yeah. When you say turn to, like he wasn't in it, he watched no, it. No, I guess he was yeah, in listen it. Listen to this. The death really? of Max Wright uh, marks the end of a slow and sad fall from grace that, that found the comic actor bottom out with addictions to alcohol and crack-fueled orgies with homeless men. Oh, jeez. That's a rough fall, huh? You still want that crossover, Maury? <laughs> well, I just thought it'd be funny if Alf, Alf was in the Why the do you have such a hard time saying Alf? Alf. 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 Okay, so if, yeah. like Alf himself was in the living room with the Golden Girls. No, Alf was stupid. That show <laughs> sucked. It was so bad. It was so dumb. But he had it a great was, voice. No, it was just so stupid, Alf. I used to enjoy watching that show. Man, <laughs> poor Willie, huh? I know. Uh -huh.
All right, uh, Anthony says here, what childhood toy would you bring Wait, back for your kids? Well, so you guys didn't oh. answer this question, oh. though. Do you have any crossovers that you would like? Oh, I Mo- said, Mo- 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 said the already. office and community. No, the office and community. Uh, do I have any crossovers that, uh, that I would like to see? Can I do reality TV? Ooh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, interesting. <gasps> what? Like Love Island and Big Brother? Like, Well, no. I was thinking like mixing actual two genres of reality TV. What's the one that we were all hung up on? Uh, the other love one with Lana. To Catch a Predator. No. Oh, what Love is, is Blind. Yeah, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. And? And so, like, what like what I would like to, to see is, like, and I'm not even a huge fan or anything like that, but I, I think that it would be interesting to take something like the Real Housewives or the Kardashians or any of those kind of, like, highfalutin, you know. Selling Sunset. Yeah. No, no. Where, where you... Put them in a situation where they have to do like eco challenge, oh, okay. or you put them in a situation like where they where they have to do yeah survivor. But there's only there, there's like nobody's there to save them. Right. They have to do this right. Like I think that that sort of thing would be interesting to me. Um, it's sort of like the celebrity, uh, like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, where they take famous people and they stick them in, you know, really weird situations. I like that. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, love is blind. Is that coming back? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is, uh, is yeah. it? I just, Man, when I they first heard show. about that show, I thought it was actual blind people trying to find love. So did I. See? So did I. Because did you watch the autistic show? Did no. you watch the, um, what was it called? The the dating show with autistic guys on it on Netflix. Oh, I saw that was in it my... Netflix or was it TLC? Oh, uh, Love on the Spectrum. Yeah. yeah. No, Netflix. No, 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 it's 100% Netflix. Netflix. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, and I and I almost didn't watch it because I thought it would be too sad because yeah. seeing sort of like, it just, that's just, it just made, it pulls my heartstrings, right? Um, but... There is, it is, first of all, it's hysterical because all these adults living with autism, they're all completely self-aware. They know that they have autism and they articulate, you know, their, their autistic, you know, sort of tendencies perfectly. And they all talk super candidly about, um, falling in love. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Let me see if I can play you this. Let me see if I can play you this clip because I actually wanted to get this guy on the show. So this guy's name was Michael and he was like the above and beyond star of love on the spectrum. So let me play you a clip of, let me play a clip of this guy. He's 25. He's got the best voice ever. Hello. My name is Michael and I'm happen to be a 25 year old man. How do you feel about being on the spectrum? Well, autism is just a neurological disability. People with Asperger's or autism, they just learn things a different way. As far as I'm concerned, if anything, it's actually more of a gift. And are you looking for love, Michael? Oh, yes, I am. I would like to start dating. I just um, don't really know how to get started because I've tried numerous ways and they've all been unsuccessful. What's your greatest dream in life? To become a husband. Another the challenges they're all that at the you face, table. Mike, I think a lot of other people face too, to struggle at some point or another to find, like, proper love. But for some strange reason, I don't seem to recall Adam having any problems His like older that. brother's gorgeous. <laughs> right? But, Michael, you've seen over the past few years how it just hasn't worked out for me either. Like, it just turns yeah. to shit. So that's also because like, a lot of people our age aren't interested in commitment. They're only interested in intercourse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, it's true. Oops. Dad, did you drop your food? Yeah, and also, I've also... What I also noticed with a lot of girls your age live, mm. when they're still in high school, they only want a boyfriend for intercourse. 
Not just, not just when of course, but also as a bodyguard and as a sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this guy is lit. Michael. It just adds something different. So they ask him at one point, first of all, he doesn't like tomboys, and they set him up on a date with a tomboy. Oh, and, and he's no. like, and he's like, what do you like to do? And she's like, oh, you know, I like, you know, soccer on the weekends and everything else. And he's like, would you call yourself a tomboy? And she's like, oh, definitely I'm a tomboy. And he like looks at the camera like a total disgust, like, <laughs> like what did he do? His thing was he he wanted no tomboys and no goths. Oh, that was no. his, that was his whole thing. And there's, <laughs> there's another part that I got to Do we have two seconds? I yeah. can find this other part, right? We have unlimited okay, seconds. Hold on here. What is, what, I think it was what is love, which was the 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 best part of this clip when he's sitting there talking to his his mom. Anyway, so they say to him, his mom says to him, um, you know, like, what does, like, what is love? And his answer is, uh, you know, it's, it's a commitment, it's forever, and it also means no more of that keeping your hands to yourself business. <laughs> <laughs> He's just very matter of fact. So matter of fact. He looked at his brother, right, because his brother's like 6'6 six, six and gorgeous and everything else. And he's like, some might describe him as grade A U.S. beef. Some might describe me as two pounds of <laughs> and a sense of humor oh, oh my god awesome. he's so hysterical so but if you haven't got a chance watch um love on the spectrum because i didn't want to watch it because i thought it was going to be too upsetting but yeah. everybody on there they are so just beautiful and wonderful and they're all grown-ups with uh with sort of aut autism or asperger's or uh one of a few of other uh, afflictions and it's really beautiful it's a really really Aww. beautiful show yeah anthony says here uh, what childhood toy would you bring back for your kids mine would be pogs pogs what are pogs don't you remember they were um those little discs that had little characters on them, mm -hmm. and then you um, lay them all out on the ground, and you have uh, it's like a smasher. It's another bigger. Oh, I was dead. way older then. And then you you throw it on the ground, and then you see how the pogs I flip gotcha. over and whatever. I, I saw kids playing that. Like I was old. I was too old for pogs. Gotcha. Yeah. For yeah, you, yeah. it would be what ball and a cup. Ball and a what did you do with a ball and a cup, Maureen? Isn't the ball with the string, and you just flip it into the cup. That's, That's what they a, had back then. Excuse me. Oh, I was trying to what? do an old person joke. Oh no, Maureen. <laughs> you know, no, it would every be every single would, time you try to do an old person joke. <laughs> yeah. you describe that thing like perfectly. Yeah, I know. Like you are the old person in the room. Yeah, the way yeah. you describe this stuff. Yeah, no, like a tire and a stick. You know when you'd see kids rolling the tire down the street with a, with a stick. <laughs> that old game. <laughs> that old game. No, um, geez, it's just like why don't we? You know. Yeah, it's been really, really hot, and you you see it in movies all the time, and sometimes you see it in, like, old archival footage. You know, I lived in a lot of places, like, real great communities and real great neighborhoods and streets and everything else. And not one day when I was a kid, not one day when I was a kid when it was 40 degrees out did one of the dads grab one of those big, giant monkey wrenches and open the fire uh, hydrant for us. Oh, yeah. You know? Yo, that's, like, typical... Um, never happened. Like, typical New York. Yeah, never happened. Nobody ever opened up a fire hydrant yeah. for us. You could put the, the lawn sprinkler out and run back. Who had, who had a lawn though. sprinkler, man? That's different, Maybe though. the rich family down the street had a lawn yeah. sprinkler. <laughs> we didn't have a lawn sprinkler. You have a, a toy that you oh. would bring back, Maury? I mean, there's so many toys that I love that are still around, like Hungry Hungry Hippo and stuff, but I loved pound puppies when I was a kid, and those are gone. <laughs> you know, I had a kid who got pound puppies, right? Uh -huh. I, a friend. I, I had thought a friend. you were laughing at me. No, I had a friend who got pound puppies, yeah. and I went over to his house one day. To, I was thought we were going to play Bruce Lee's Kung Fu on the Commodore 64. <laughs> yeah. But he had just got like a whole round of pound puppies. And he was like, do you want to play pound puppies instead? 
And you know, I you know, I I walked out of his room, um, grabbed the Pepsi out of the fridge, left, and I never went back. <laughs> no, no, and he took his Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. Oh not, no! Did he say anything to you after? Uh, also, pound puppies are back. You can still buy pound puppies. Really? Yeah, yeah, I had absolutely. No, idea. no, he didn't say anything. Oh. No, he was too busy playing with his pound puppies. <laughs> And then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, it was either that or he wanted, <laughs> and also it wasn't just pound puppies. His sister, the TV in the living room was broken. And so his sister was in his room watching uh, soap operas. And it was the, my option was, I thought I was going over to play Kung Fu on the Commodore 64. Uh-huh. But the, again, okay. he tricked you again. Okay, but the option that what I was presented with was, do you want to stay here with me play pound puppies on my waterbed while my sister watches Santa Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got up, went to the kitchen, got a Pepsi, left, never went back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I have a toy. I don't know, because toys kind of like... You can Some buy them, a lot of retro toys now, right? Yeah, I guess. And a lot of them are like made of toxic materials, yeah, right? Yeah, Super toxic. Yeah. I would always just go back and say the uh, the old school wrestling figures that I grew up with, right? Yeah. Because they don't make those kind. Like they still make uh, wrestling dolls, wrestling action figures but now, but like they're that. not that solid hard rubber. Yeah. But what was the game where you had the red figure and the blue figure and they fought against each other? Oh, with the robot one? Yeah. That was called... Robot was it like robot battle or just I think it was just a super simple name was it not? Oh I don't know. You don't remember that one nah. where you had those two robots? It sucked. It wasn't a great game. Uh, but uh, you know all those other games too, like Hungry Hungry Hippos. All those games actually sucked. Like they were fun once, and then you just never wanted to play them again. Connect Four is a game that we still play a ton. Oh in my yeah, house. I like that. We game. play a lot of Connect Four, really? and it looks and feels the exact same as it always did. Was it Sham? Yes. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Rock'em yes. Sock'em. Uh, yeah, so we still play a lot of Connect Yahtzee? Four. What's that? Yahtzee? Yahtzee was a fun game. We used to play Yahtzee with my mom and dad. Yahtzee was a really cool game. White people. Oh, God, like, I don't think you, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking. You don't, you don't, know, you don't know Yahtzee. I, uh, no. Like, no. my family growing up, Yeah. now that I think about it, I'm sure we did, like, fun stuff as a family. Yeah. I just don't remember any of it. You never played games? I guarantee you, though, we never played games. Really? We never had board games in the house. Oh, my God. I, we never. Would, we would play games three nights a week in my house growing up. We would play games. Even now at my house. Yeah. Like, with, with rocks. Like, we do, I'll cook dinner, and, like, Roxy will look at me and go, do mom and I have time for a quick game? And I'll be like, yeah. And then she'll just go and grab a game and then they'll play two rounds of something and start arguing. Uh, and then by the time that's done, dinner's ready. And then we'll play something after. Like we play Clue. Like this summer we went through, man, we had about two weeks where we played Clue at least five nights a week. What? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. We play a lot of games in the house. You play yeah, Monopoly? I- only, we don't. I, do, I don't play Monopoly. I've never liked Monopoly. Only ever played games like board games at like friends' houses. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, like my wife. My wife and her family. Yeah. Love board games. Yeah. And maybe that. And like, I'm not really into it. Like, I'll tolerate, but yeah. it's not my thing. If they're like, "Hey, do you want to play a board game?" Like in my mind, I'm like. No. No. Really? But because I know how much they enjoy board games, I'll be like, yeah, sure, let's play. My favorite board game growing up was Candyland. Candyland's a great one. Yeah, Candyland's a great one. You should play um, Pop-O-Matic Trouble with with your boy. 
Trouble is a great game. It's almost like Sorry. Sorry is like the version one of mm. Trouble. It's a card-based game, but you have to move people around a big giant board. Uh, Trouble is awesome. It has the, the the dome in the middle, and the dice is inside oh, yeah, the dome, yeah, yeah. and you push it down, uh-huh. and it pops, and then that's your roll, and then you move your little guys around the board, and then you have to get them all home. You can start playing that with Cruz like soon, like real soon, I think. Like, maybe when he's four, you can absolutely play Trouble with him. We were playing Trouble with Roxy when she was four. I feel like calling my folks. I'm going to call my parents later. Yeah. And ask them, like, yo, what would we do, when, like, for fun when I was a kid? Did you ever play cards? Like, did you ever sit around and play Crazy Eights or no. anything like that? Really? Not with my family. No. Go wow, fish. that's crazy. crazy. I don't remember doing anything fun with my family growing no, up. No, huh? No. That is really wild like, to me. Like, I remember we went on road trips. I know we went, like, strawberry picking. But uh, no, but no, no, just like, like Wednesday night. No, somebody would go and get a deck of cards, and you guys, you guys would all just like sit no. around and crush each other in crazy eights. No. Or anything but I'm like surprised that. your dad, being an accountant, that you didn't play Monopoly. Yeah, no, not I didn't play Monopoly. My the first time I played Mo- Monopoly, I think I was why like because a it's because his dad's not a real estate agent. Like, what's the connection between money? His, his accountant oh, money money. Oh, well, I'm well, yes, I'm I'm surprised his dad's not a gambling addict because he's an accountant. <laughs> did like, you ever play with your tying in money with, your with my what? Say it. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> with your say puppy it. friend, did you ever? play twister twister we have twister now i hate twister i've never liked twister uh but no i never why would you say that i don't know it just seemed like he was a fun guy to he be he wasn't around. gay <laughs> is that what you're getting at yeah yeah no he wasn't no he wasn't gay he just took a weird turn one day and got more interested in <laughs> pound puppies uh, and lost interest in kung fu and i didn't want to be his friend anymore <laughs> uh melissa here says uh, question for Roz. yeah when you're video editing mm-hmm. do you listen to music while you do it and what does that playlist sound like if you do listen to music when I'm video editing? Yeah. No, I don't listen to music. I mean, I listen to the music that I'm going to put in my right. videos. Yeah. But I don't listen to music. Other I, stuff. No, like in no, the no, background no, no, or whatever. No. no, because I actually prefer to edit from audio and as opposed to video. There's some things where I need the video to be precise. But when I cut a video, I sort of just because I've, I've spent mo- more of my life with audio than I have video, right. I'm more comfortable. Like I barely look at, like if I'm cutting something that I'm saying or somebody else is saying, I barely look at video. I only edit based on audio. Like I can make sure that everything sounds great. Then I look at the video because I can manipulate the video, right? And sort of make things match or overlap things or cover things up. But I always just make sure the audio is there. So no, I, I don't listen to music. However, um, if, I'm, if I'm writing something, like if I'm sitting there and I want to get in my own head or anything like yeah. that, I'll often listen to music. Um, but not when I have to concentrate hard on something. I listen to music when I cook, but I don't listen to music a lot in my life. Like I'm no. not, no, there's, I don't, I don't have music going on in the house like all the time. It's every now and then that I'll, I'll put something on. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't really, do you listen to a ton of music at home? Yeah, you I do. do huh? You know what I've been getting into lately? Maybe I'll play some of this for you right now. Which is what? Um, just straight up instrumental beats. Really, huh? Um, yep. Do you start singing over them? I feel that I would sing over them. No. I need like, vocals. No, it'll be, they're called like um, like lo-fi, lo-fi yeah. beats or chill beats. Oh, I like Let me that. Let play something for you. See, when I do the dishes, I Or like if I'm on my laptop and I'm writing something or I'm going through emails or whatever, I'll just have this on in the background. Really, huh? Yeah. How do you not fall asleep? No, I just find it relaxing. Some of it, like when the beat kicks in, some of it's just like real nice just to have on in the background. Or if I'm sitting down eating lunch or whatever. What kind like of beat did they put behind phone? something like this? Oh, there we go. Let me get to... Stuff like this. 
Really? Yeah. This I is like, like listening to this. This is hotel lobby music. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because in theory, I do like that stuff. Like I do like a sort of, you know, non-invasive... I could never listen to this. I would no? no, I would just no. The girls would come in and goof on me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah like yeah. if I'm just like going through emails yeah, or whatever on yeah, my computer, yeah. or if I'm just like doing some reading, yeah, I like listening to this kind of they, stuff. They would come in and try and take themselves off hold. If I was like, if you were listening to this, listen to this, listen. Yeah. Like on Apple Music, I've downloaded so hmm. many like. Chill Beats albums and Lo-Fi Beats albums. Stuff like this. I like just having on in the house every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. It's it's non-invasive and it's just, it's sort of just there and I like it. Like, I like it. I just don't know if I could make that jump. Like, I don't yeah. know if I could sit and listen to this. It's so true. It sounds like you're on hold. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't hate it though. I don't. And I, I'm now that I'm actually sitting here thinking about whether I should start doing that because maybe I don't need to pay so much attention to what I'm listening to. Yeah, you just have it on in the yeah, background. Yeah. Like maybe it. I'll try that. Maybe I'll try. When that. I'm doing dishes, I like to sing along. Like my dish, go, doing dishes or cooking or whatever. I always put on the same thing. Tapestry by Carol King. Really? Always. What has that, that go? I don't even know. How oh it goes. no, it's a full album. Like, oh, give, give, give us a song. Mocha doesn't know. Give us a song. Oh, we could look up Carol. No, you sing right now. You sing every sing single along. day. Oh my god! But I okay. Um, sing along. Um, you do oh, it every just day. Just lying right now. Come on. No, every I day. swear. Okay, I'm thinking about the one. Um, thinking about the one. You get up every morning to the alarm clock and put a smile on your face, and you do up your shoes and you say to yourself, "You're beautiful." I'm beautiful. <laughs> okay. Do you know that one? No. <laughs> no. Okay. It sounds like that? No. Yeah. Does she do I Feel the Earth Move? Yes, that one too. So I feel one. the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky is falling down or something. And she laughs at that part too? <laughs> you, have no, you have no idea. Yeah. Listen exactly. to it every day. I do. Every day, sing along every day. No, I get it. I don't know the words to anything. Uh, Alan says here, what's the most awkward goodbye you've ever had in real life? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Hold on. Like awkward as in how? Like awkward as in um, I was leaving like a girlfriend's house years ago where I went to like I was saying goodbye and I think that I went in to hug the mom and she was laughing and turned her head and I wound up like kissing her on the mouth oh! like our mouths our, our mouths touched yeah right and then I went to shake the dad's hand and he didn't see it coming but I thought he had his hand extended to do it and then he just sort of reached around and put his hand behind his wife's back and as I was reaching in I was looking at my girlfriend and my fingertips went right into his nuts right so I like I kissed the mom and, and oh, grabbed the dad yeah. And grab the dad's sack, all in like almost one fluid oh, motion, no. right? That was that was an awkward that was an awkward goodbye. You're like so, should we close back inside? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that was uh, that was an awkward goodbye. Um, I'm trying to think of other awkward goodbyes. There's been so many of them where you just say the wrong thing. Yeah, it happens to me like, all ugh. the time. Where if I like see someone and I, you know, all right, see ya. I'll always call somebody like dude or bud, yeah. but sometimes I'll like want to say like buddy. Yeah. 
but I'll say, no, no, I want to say dude, but yeah. then the words out of my mouth are like, babe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just like get the words screwed up yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You ever been on the phone with like somebody from work, but you're only used to talking to like your your wife or your girlfriend and you end a work call with I love you? <laughs> no. And then they and then they hang up hang up before before they realize. And then at that point, what do you do? You no, I don't call, know. We you can't, can't call, call back. back and say what I don't love you. Yeah. Nobody no, but wants you can't that call. Back call. And bring like because then that makes the conversation more awkward. No, I know. Right? Because yeah. then you don't know. Maybe that person like appreciated it. <laughs> Maybe they right? did. Maybe they're like, dead. You know what? I actually love that guy too. No, I know. I know. I've done it with, uh, I told the guy at the landscaping company where I was ordering patio stone that I loved him one time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. All right. Love you. <laughs> those are always, those are always awkward. Yeah. yeah. Maury? Um, the ones where you say goodbye, but then you end up walking in the same direction. Oh, and yeah. Then you, yeah. And then you end up going to the subway and then you have to sit with the person you say goodbye to and yeah. then you have nothing oh, yeah. more to talk about. Yeah, those yeah. ones. That's yeah. pretty awkward. Yeah. Mine yeah. are always no, like when I mess up, mess up words, and then like I leave, and I'm like, oh crap, I should have. Like I can't go back and say I meant to call you buddy, or yeah, I yeah, meant yeah. to call yeah, you dude, no, or something uh, like that. No, but uh, but no, those are interesting ones, especially when you don't actually want to spend any more time no. with the person, yeah, and you wind up both leaving at the same time. Or my the the worst is this. Like here's what I absolutely dislike. What I dislike is that when you're at a place where there's a lot of people, say you're at somebody's house or there's something going on or whatever it is, right? And I, I see my way, my moment to sort of make my escape. Yeah. So I get up and I'm like with Catherine or whatever. And I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to head and, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for hanging out. And then it's at that point where like eight other people go, oh yeah, we should get going too. And then my quick goodbye becomes a very long goodbye yeah, where everybody minutes. is standing at the door yeah. and everybody now has to say goodbye to everybody where I was just going to do the, all right, guys, thanks so much. It. Really good to see all of you. Uh, we got a jet. But then when, everyone, when it ends the party and then there's like a whole thing, oh, there was something I wanted to get for you. Oh, give, me, give me one second. Yeah. Give me one second. And you're like, oh my God. Is that why I sometimes you just goodbyes. don't even say goodbye? You just, I mean, yeah, I like to, to leave. Yeah, yeah, I like to go because to the bathroom then, and leave. Because then after that long night or short night of conversation yeah. and as you're putting on your shoes and your jacket or whatever, there's that conversation that always happens at the door right yes. before you leave. And you're just, and you got your hand on the doorknob ready to leave. And then the conversation keeps going, 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 going. Yeah. Right. And you don't know what you're out is. Yeah. I have a, I have a really good friend of mine who has, he is always even like, especially with good friends. He's always, if you're going to go to his house, like if he'll write, he'll write me and say, do you want to hang out between two and four 30? Yeah. Oh, so right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, and I'll be like, yeah, I can do two and four 30. Right. But there's, it's not like, do you want to come over at two? It's, do you want to hang out between two and four 30? Because he gets some sort of plans afterwards. He's always puts an end date and like wow. an end time, an end time on our, on our hangout. And if you're at his house, I have seen him. I have seen this man at a dinner party where people are over and he told people that it was the dinner party was going to be between like, you know, 5.30 and 9. Yeah. I have seen him with friends in the room walk into the kitchen and get the egg timer and turn it on and go put it in front of them and go, when this dings, you guys are leaving. No. Yeah. 
Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Yeah. But it's not done in a dick way, though. Like the weird thing is, everybody laughs. Yeah, and they're they like, know, oh, they yeah, know, they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 oh. right. What yeah. about when you're at a nightclub and you hit on somebody? Oh, excuse me. And then they say, you know, hey, and you're then they say, whatever. hey, Maury, uh, what are, are you, you going to tell your husband? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, no. but they say, they say, I gotta go, I gotta go, I really gotta go. Okay, bye. Oh, and, and then, then you're mingling around for a little bit, and then you see them. Yeah, I know. That's the worst. Never happened to me. <laughs> and then you have to go home and tell Matthew about your night. <laughs> Every week on Instagram at Kiss925 is where you will find Ask Razamoga. That is where you ask your questions, and we will go through them and answer as many as we can on a future episode. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss925. Kiss925.com. Or download the Kiss925 app.